My brother. Good morning to you, brother. How you doing? Hey, man. Yo, did this nigga just hang up on me? Oh, hell no. Let me go ahead and call him back. Man, who the fuck is this? Matter of fact, trick question. Don't even answer that. I can hear the yellow in your goddamn voice. What's up, LB? How you doing? Matter of fact, man, cut all that. It took you a whole year to get me on episode two. Matter of fact, I'm hijacking this episode, man. Start the fucking <laughs> podcast on. Yo, what up? Welcome to the morning and interview. You know what? There's a whole lot of damn big words, and I can never read out loud the classroom. Like I said, I'm I'm taking over this episode. I'm hijacking this. This is this is my damn episode. <laughs> uh, well, folks, there you have it. I this this nigga just stole my line. I guess Avery's the host for this show. Uh, I'm Spencer. This is Avery. This is the morally. Anyway, go ahead, bro. Do your thing. Hey, man. Yellow Express reunited. What's going on? <laughs> Hey, hey, I'm chilling, dog. I'm chilling, man. I, I, I thought, I, I thought this was my joint, but you know, I can share the wealth here and there, man. But I'm chilling, man. Everything good. Uh, glad to have you back. Well, I guess glad to be here. <laughs> I would say this is part two since you've been on before, but I guess this is part one of me being a guest. But that's cool, man. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm chilling, dog. How about yourself? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm good. I'm just out here, just uh. One, one day at a time, man. Just, uh, I'll be honest with you, man. It's, uh, <laughs> life, life been life in, man. Life been, it's been, it's been kicking my ass, man. But I'm, I'm here, man. I'm still, I'm still fighting, man. Hey, man. Me here. Me here. Goddamn. I'm tired as hell. Me too. But nah, man. I, I feel you, dog. I'm chilling myself, man. Um, good to have you back, man. And, you know, I know it's been a year since you've been on. Technically, it's been a year since you've been on. Uh, remember, we did the episode with all the LBs and stuff, uh, which to this day is still the most highly ranked or sorry, the most highly downloaded episode that I have. That episode itself has, I think, like four forty five hundred to five thousand downloads. So um, needless to say, I think people enjoyed it. But this is your second time being on with just you and I, man. And um, I'm always you know, glad to sit down with you and rap with you because I tell people all the time, you know, you're the six foot two version of me, meaning that uh, both light skin, both have the same mindsets, both lived a certain lifestyle, both. And at the same time, realized that lifestyle wasn't for us. <laughs> so um, both used to be out here tackling these BBWs, going on, telling the real. Come on. Hey, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Hey, you know, if you listen to the earlier episodes of this this podcast I have, yeah, I got a I got a few wild stories, but I think it was around the beginning of May or no, the end of May, early June is when I stopped because that's when I got with who I'm with now. You know what I'm saying? My lady Morgan. So uh but we just hey, it's you and I, man. I already ran this by. <laughs> she said it was cool. So like, you know what I mean? It's 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 me and you. It's me and you, man. But nah, man, I'm definitely glad to have you back. And it's funny how I even asked you to be on a second time. We was on the phone the other day and, uh, you know, we were just having like a regular dope conversation. And I was like, man, let's do another episode together. And, you know, great. I appreciate you gracing me with your presence again. 
uh, you know, to talk about because, you know, you know, you did. We did talk about some dope stuff that I want to, like, you know, talk about today. But like, I definitely, you know, glad to have you back, player. It's good to be back. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So how's life, dog? How's everything, man? How's uh, you said life be lifing? And I'm asking, how does life be lifing? Oh, man. Shoot. You know, we live in the the, the DMV area, man. If uh, if the air quality ain't ain't fucked up, it's, you know, <laughs> literally paying paying, uh, you know, hundred dollars just to just to step outside these days, man. But uh you know just that that regular adult stress man it's just work family uh trying to trying to get a hold of the the whole love life trying to figure you know trying to trying to keep my brain healthy trying to keep the mental healthy man yeah man all things i'm sure we'll tackle eventually in this uh this here conversation of ours as i definitely want to hear about avery's you know about mine so there's no point in talking about mine but i definitely want to hear about avery's uh recent uh, love life if you be ever so kind to express it you know because i remember when we did our conversation with the lbs like that was a lot going on even though it was the fun i think one of the funniest episodes uh that we've that i've that i've uh, done (laughs) it was especially the ending but um yeah man nah definitely i see what you said talking about the air quality is hilarious um now i remember we was on the phone the other day and uh you know you said something that i really appreciated you know, I don't know for for people who are just now listening to this, uh, who may have tuned in. This is their first time listening. Um, I definitely encourage you to go back and listen to the first episode uh, Avery was on. Uh, growth is a powerful thing. Now, this episode is going to be similar, but a little different um, because I was single at that time. Uh, and I think, bro, <laughs> um, as far as like the romance in the dating and stuff at that time i was kind of just over it i think well did i i think i had just met morgan around that time um but (laughs) i wasn't and she could tell you this um she we joke about all the time that i was so over it that like we almost didn't become a thing because like you know she would call she would text she would ask to meet up and i'm like man i ain't trying to do none of that shit like (laughs) i was just over it You know what I'm saying? So like at that, when you if you listen to that first episode, of Avery and I, my my tone and my stories are a little were a little different. Uh, not going to be talking like that today. I won't be. But uh, at that time, you know, I feel like Avery and I had a really good and hell, man, you know, feel free to expound on it. But I felt like you were over it at that time, too. At that time, currently over it. But but you um, but you know what, man, <laughs> you know, you know what I realized that a lot of people don't they don't do. Like I'm, I'm over it, but sometimes I'd be looking in the mirror and I'd be like, "That's the nigga right there that I'm over." Because I'd be full of <laughs> shit sometimes. I'm really, let me keep. I, I'm be honest with you, bro. I, uh, I, I think uh, you know. I know we were talking about it. Um, you know, we talk about how crazy, how wild the dating pool is, um, and I feel like everybody, you know, is the start of their own movie. But just like I told you, everybody can't be the good guy. Everybody can't be the protagonist. And, uh, you know, for me, sometimes saying it out loud with like, you know, the effort or sometimes the lack of effort, uh, you know, project, projecting, uh, you know, past things, past trauma, past bad experiences on, you know, potentially new. Like I, like I, I recently actually, uh, you know, did this. 
uh, to somebody. And actually, I'm gonna say her name right now. I'm saying I'm playing. Um, <laughs> said, please don't do that shit. <laughs> you know, in in some ways, I kind of just get into my, you know, getting into your own head and uh, just just not doing the work, not taking the right mental inventory, the right emotional inventory. And you know, that, that's just one thing that I kind of, you know, I, I noticed where I'm just like. But everybody just say that the dating pool got pissed in it. Like everybody is a self-proclaimed like good woman or a good guy. And it's just kind of like, mm-hmm. I just feel like if everybody <laughs> would just acknowledge like to a certain degree how full of shit they are sometimes, it would make, I'm telling you, bro, <laughs> it would make for a much better place and a much uh, better dating as- atmosphere. Couldn't agree more, man. Couldn't agree more. And then definitely shout out to you for, uh, you know, light-skinned men taking accountability. It's a rare occurrence these days. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, the dark-skinned psych, nah. But uh, no, nah, definitely on a serious note, um, you saying that, you know, it just it's just kind of a implication that how far, you know, we've come in our personal lives, how we've far we've come in our friendship and our brotherhood, because what was 10 years ago, 2013, 14? We, that wouldn't have came out your mouth. That wouldn't have came out mine you know, you live and you learn, but yeah, you're right, man. It, it's just everybody. And the thing is like, even though, you know, I'm out the game um, and I'm grateful I'm out the game. I still see uh, certain things, you know, on social media, on TV or whatever. Uh, like Morgan had me watching this show called uh, married at first sight. And it went from like, man, I don't know why you watch that shit to me going, yo, look at this. Yo, he is so full of shit. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Like, I just got me into that. But I'll never get her into watching a 10-part Civil War documentary. That'll never happen. But, you know, whatever. Um, but, yeah, man, like, nah, even even though I'm out the game, like, I see people, like, everybody just points the finger at each other, you know. And it's like, you're right. You do. If you want to, I don't want to s- sound cliche, but... You know, you got to be the change you want to see, you know, and it just doesn't, you know, it's not limited to the dating pool. That's, you know, also goes for equal rights. That goes for civil liberties. That goes for social injustice. Like you, you know, you have to be the change that you want to see because, you know, if you it's easy to point the finger at everybody else, you know what I'm saying? But if you still out here doing what you're doing, you know, it's like what I couldn't couldn't stand and still can't stand. Uh, regards to the dating pool, at least things that I see is, you know, the lack of empathy and the lack of character that people have and also the lack of self-awareness, you know, um, like I said, we're, we're just, you and I are just talking about the dating pool right now, but this like spreads to so many different topics um, as far as being self-aware, but it's like, you know, I got a few homies, a few homegirls that I know that, to their to their knowledge to their perspective and their opinion dating sucks the dating pool sucks the dating pool sucks and have you ever had like someone like vent to you about i don't know maybe a coworker that they have an issue with a family member they have an issue with but low key in your head you're like mm, it kind of sound like you were in the wrong you know oh yeah definitely. um it, we've all been guilty of that, you know, uh, like, for example, I got an old coworker that I, you know, still keep in touch with. Uh, again, we do not drop names on the morally and intellectually ingenuous, sometimes disingenuous podcast. But, uh, you know, me and him are still real close and I've known him for a few years now. Not as long as you or, you know, a couple other my homies that I know. But like, it's so bad that I can tell, like when he's telling me about a woman that he's dealing with or that he's dating um, I can tell when he slept with them, 
You know why? Because when he first tells me about said woman that he's dating, yo, she dope, she this, she that, she cool, man. You know what I'm saying? You and Morgan and all of us should go on a double date. And I don't do double dates, but it's at least, and you know as well as I do why I don't do double dates. Because if you remember some years back when we did it, you yeah. and I did another one of my failed matchmaking uh, attempts. Um, <laughs> but you know, he was just, he's, he always starts off saying, oh yeah, man, she great. She dope, man. You know, she does this, she does this for me. She does that for me. She does this. And I'm like, yo, that's dope, man. You know, hope everything works out, you know, whatever. And then how I know that he slept with them is the next kind of time he talks about her, man, she be blowing me, bro. She be doing this. She be doing that. She be doing this. I'm like, oh. Yeah, you you say, and I had to have a heart to heart with him, man, because like, you know, I kind of, I first of all, let me say this: when it comes to talking about this stuff on on platforms like this, whether it be a podcast, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, whatever, I cannot stand men who shit on other men for the pleasures of women. You know what I'm saying? Two wrongs don't make a right, like. So what I'm saying this, I'm not saying this as, oh, it's only men that be messing up. Nah, dog. This is just an example I'm using because I can pull a bunch of examples out of my ass for women doing stupid shit. But, you know, we're talking about self-awareness right now. This is the first thing that came into my mind. And, you know, he's still my he's still my man. But like I had to have a talk with him because, you know, for two reasons. One, I was just tired of hearing it. You know what I mean? Like, stop coming to me. It's like the boy who cried wolf. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to hear that shit no more. Like, you selling wolf tickets. And the second thing is, like, because you my man, because you my homie, because I love you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't be a friend if I didn't, like, try to extend some type of, even if it is an unsolicited opinion and or advice. And because what he says is oftentimes so outlandishly idiotic that I have to be like, Ugh. so one day I finally said, I said, man, have you ever, like, thought about you know what I'm saying? What you which you may be doing wrong and like instantly. What you talking about? What you talking about? Da, 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 da. And I said, well, I mean, it just seems to me that, you know, and like I said, if this wasn't my nigga, like I wouldn't have said nothing. You know what I mean? But I was like, it seems to me that after you become involved in some type of any type of physical intimacy with, you know, said woman you're dating, you automatically find things wrong with them. Right. Which is, if that's your way of doing things, that's your business. I'm no Dr. Phil. I'm no what I'm no therapist. I'm making an observation, but the poisonous thing is, is that you keep saying that dating sucks <laughs> when you're actually contributing to its suckiness, <laughs> because that, that to me, Logically, that doesn't make any type of sense. Like that postulation is so through the roof where it's like if you want to if you want to complain about women or if you want to complain about men, you know, that's your business. But don't be out here being someone that someone else can complain about because you're doing the same shit. You know what I'm saying? And no, no, no. They be no, no, no. And it's just like, all right, dog. my point is, is that like you have to recognize, I feel like, you know, what your behaviors are good and bad. To be able to function in society that goes with being a partner that goes with being a leader that goes with being a role model like same thing you can't be a mentor to a child and you still act like a child yourself 
You know what I'm saying? That don't make any sense. So, nah, that's why I say shout out to you for looking at yourself in the mirror and going, man, this nigga be blowing me. <laughs> man, I'm telling you, because I, I could, yeah, you know, I, I could honestly, Spence, I could easily say it's, it's probably 50 50, you know, with my personal contribution to, you know, the, the like the, you know, the cloudiness and the, you know, in the, in the dating pool. Um, I definitely like I'm, I, you know, I, I definitely contribute to that. And, um, you know, on, on one end, it's always funny when I'm like, just, you know, single doing single things, you know, wh- whatever. Uh, I, I feel like it, it's, it's so strange. I, I, I feel like I encounter some really, really dope women, some really, really, really good women. Uh, but when I'm when I'm in that mode, I already know like I, I'm not I'm not I'm not changing that. You know what I mean? Mm. And so you know that that that's what I mean by my own my own contribution. Um, and then there's like the you know another side of me where you know the other fifty where I'm like I'm really genuinely giving this a, you know a chance, but then I'm realizing like damn, you know what? I kind of have like, you know, attachment issues to a degree. I kind of have, you know, I have some abandonment issues to a, to a degree and that's contributing to, you know, just a block that I have. And, and that's, that's what I mean by just taking that, that sort of that mental inventory. And by, by no means am I saying I'm perfect, that I'm complete, that I am, you know, all, you know, all put together. But I, I think that the recognition of it, uh, is, is one of the first steps in being able to find a, find a solution. Um, you know, you, you said it, there, there are folks that are trying to raise children, but they still act like a child. There, there's some people who feel like when it comes to dating, that they have never done anything wrong, that it's, it's always, it's always that, that guy, or it's always that, that woman. And if you let social media tell it, you know, I don't, I'm not on social media as, as much because um, I mean, that's to me, it's just not mentally. Mm-hmm. It's just not good. It's not good for me. Um, you know, I know it's not good for a lot of people, but if you let them tell it, you go, you go on, on the, you, you see these podcasts, man. And it's like, you know, it's, it's a bunch of black men that are like, you know, Hey, a woman, a woman got to know her place. You see a woman got to wake up at this time. You see my brothers, cause this is what, and I'm just like, that, that is the stupidest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> but, then, but then you, but then you have like, you know, you also have women on one side of the spectrum where they just like, you know, you ask them a simple question like, Hey, what do you, what do you think is contributing to, I don't know, the decline in, in the birth rate with, with millennials. Well, I think niggas is just broke. Let's just start there. And I'm just like, <laughs> that, that, that's what you think the whole, that's what you think the whole solution is the whole, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, man. It's a lot to sit on there. It's a lot to unpack, man. Uh, before I forget pretty much to piggyback off of your point, where, yeah, it is, there's always two sides to the spectrum. <laughs> the other night, Morgan wanted to make lasagna, right? And you know how I am about, you know, as far as gender roles and women cooking. I don't give a damn. I'll make my own, you know what I'm saying? That's just how I am. That's how I was raised. You know, growing up, you know, my parents, they just reached their 42nd anniversary the other day. You know, I never in my life did I ever hear my father say, we're talking to my mom, where's my dinner? Where's this? Where's that? And matter of fact, it was the opposite, meaning that as kids, my brother and I weren't really allowed to say 
I'm not going to say the word aloud, but you didn't want my father to hear you ask what's for dinner because his response <laughs> was going to be like, it is whatever your mom feels like making. And if she don't feel like cooking, there's peanut butter and jelly in the, in, in, in the pantry right there. You know what I'm saying? That's a real old school stuff right there. Yeah. And he's the same way. You know what I mean? So I just grew up with this mentality where like, you know, like I don't like the whole gender roles thing. I don't I don't really pay that much attention to it. You know, certain things in the household and certain aspects of relationship isn't limited to your genitalia or lack of thereof. So I remember Morgan was making lasagna. She wanted to make lasagna. Right. And I started laughing when she said it. And she goes, what's so funny? What's so funny? And it made me think about a story of a guy I used to work with. And he said that, you, you know, have you ever in life looked at certain people and, you know, we have role models, right? We have people that we mm-hmm. look up to and be like, man, you know, I want to be just like them, you know. Uh, but then we have people that are role models in a sense where, yeah, I don't want to be like that. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Um, he said that the way he judges a woman is by how well she makes lasagna. That was probably one of the most idiotic statements that I've ever heard to the fact that I didn't even care to know what he meant by it. Um, another, just to, you know, play both sides. Uh, a lot of people hit me up to be on this podcast. A lot of people, which I'm grateful for, you know what I'm saying? Which is, which is a blessing. Um, but I am a producer or for my actual job, you know, for NPR. So I apply those that same skill set to this, meaning I have to vet them. I have to see what they talk about. I have to look up their social media, you know, because at the end of the day, whether it be this podcast or a podcast I produce for NPR, my name was attached to it. So, you know, I had this one joint, this woman hit me up and, you know, she was like, yeah. You know, my homegirl, like she should, you know, I really think she'd be cool to be on your podcast and this, that, and the third. I said, okay, cool. Cause I love, you know, I, I honestly need more women on here. It's just, I'm very careful of who I have on here as far as women, because, right. you know, I'm in a relationship. So I got to be careful about that. And even if I wasn't, like, you can't just have any old buddy walking in your house, you know? And so I said, okay, cool. So, you know, she gives me her Instagram and I, you know, when I reach out, I'm like, hey, yo, I was referred to you by, you know, a, a peer of yours, um, you know, to be on my production and this, that, and the third. She's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So we talked about, you know, setting down a time and date to record. And she was an attorney and this, that, and the third. You know, she was from Southeast and, you know, created this. I was like, man, because, you know, that's what this podcast is about. You know what I'm saying? It's overcoming adversity, overcoming the odds. Um you know, we we can you know we can rap about stuff that's real, but I want people to walk away with a positive mindset, you know. And so I remember <laughs> I followed her and I told Morgan about this and she went on this rant about how men aren't men anymore. So being the the person that has the sagaciousness I do of knowing that social media isn't all what it seems, I said, OK, well, let me see what she's talking about. Right. Before she come on my shit. And she said that she was walking through Home Depot and she was disappointed because of all the grills that she saw that were in stock on the sales floor. And then she continues to say the reason why she's disappointed is because because there's an overstock of grills there. That means men. You ready for this? That means that means men 
aren't grilling anymore. Uh, so I immediately reached out to her. I said, hey, you know, uh, something came up with that recording, that date we were supposed to have to record for the podcast. I'll be in touch. <laughs> because, nigga, what? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And I'll be, I'll be completely transparent. I'm a big podcast fan. I listen to a lot of podcasts. But as far as ones that are mostly centered around our age group, there's only a few of them. I listen to podcasts, you know me, mostly history ones, historical based ones. But like, I can't deal, man. I can't, I can't deal with these, with these wild ass opinions. And people are entitled to them. But the the issue I feel like that people have, and not just our age group, this is just people <laughs> that people have opinions without the pain of thought, meaning they don't think before they speak. You're right. Everybody that says, oh, this and it it makes me think of another thing uh, where you say that, like, everybody thinks they're this good woman and this good man, whatever. And God knows you and I have had our phases years ago where we thought we were entitled to certain things because we thought we were a good person, you know, which is a very narcissistic attitude to have. And speaking of narcissism, uh. A woman I knew before Morgan, we were talking on, we were having a conversation and I remember she said that her worst quality is that she had a big heart. That right there is like, and the reason now you're talking to someone who strives to have empathy for everybody who tries to see, you know, just like Christ did, you know, you try to, you know, I had a, I had a, a, a mentor slash minister a few years ago who said, always try to see Christ in your issues. You know what I'm saying? Always try to see God in your problems, meaning that like how would God deal with this? How would Christ deal with this? So I have this empathy where, you know, or sorry, I have this thing about me where like, you know, I do take empathy very seriously. I do take sympathy very seriously. You know, it's a shitty ass world we live in, but <laughs> To admit that your worst quality is your best one yeah, is, in, is insane. <laughs> is insane. That's, that's absolutely crazy. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I you know, I don't I don't want to sound like I repeat myself, man. But that's like I said, accountability and, and not taking that mental and emotional inventory, that it'll have it, it's gonna have you like out here sounding absolutely crazy because like Right off the top of my head, I could tell I could tell you like ten of my worst qualities, especially when it comes to you know you know dating and and just really really in general. Right. Let me let me backtrack, man. I want to sit on something if you don't if you don't mind. When you said abandonment issues. Oh mean? yeah, man. Um, so you know I I didn't have like you know I've, I've had like a really weird. Uh, you know, relationship with my mom, you know, prior to her, to her passing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, trying to, I think, so I think for me, trying to find like a, you know, foundation in, you know, the love for, for women, I always, and I, you know, I don't want to sound like the typical, like, Oh, you know, my, my uncle died, you know, six, thousand years ago and that's why you know i just can't be in a relationship you know it's it's never been that uh it, it's <laughs> but i think for me it it, it definitely it, it definitely hindered me um 
I don't think that, you know, that particular uh, incident of her passing, you know, impacts me as much, but it does, it has played a significant role. And, uh, you know, I, I think I struggled to, to really find the foundation, um, you know, with, with women and, and allow myself to, to be vulnerable or, you know, when I, when I find myself, um, you know, I reference somebody that, you know, we kind of parted ways, you know, whenever I find myself in situations where, um, I am becoming too vulnerable or too open, it, it's, you know, I, I think I have a real, a, a fear response or a fight or flight response. And it's definitely like <laughs> more on the, on the flight side, because I'd be, I'd be getting the fuck up out of there, boy. Uh, <laughs> um, and I think that that just comes out of a fear of like, you know, letting somebody know that, okay, I, I care about you. I love you. And these are all my fears right here. This is just me being, you know, completely vulnerable, vulnerable because, you know, I've, I've had, you know, occurrences where I have done that, man. And, you know, it's, it's been used against me. Uh, you know, cer certain people have, you know, whether it be arguments or whatever the case may be. Uh, and that can, can feel like, you know, the ultimate betrayal right there when you can find somebody, it's just, just imagine, you know, you and Morgan something, cause I'm sure that there are things that, you you have told her that you have never told me or anybody else close and just imagine like she just flips that on you and uses that against you it, it's it's a different level of of hurt mm -hmm. and you know mm -hmm. um but but for me i think my my you know my abandonment issues kind of you know root with just not really having that that relationship with with my mom not really having that relationship with my actual like you know, siblings besides one, um, my younger sister. Um, so it's like, man, if I was, if I'm not really able to do that with like my actual, you know, family and, and, and somebody that I was like, you know, that birthed me, how can I then like learn to do that with somebody else and, and do that in a partnership in, in the healthiest way possible? Yeah. Nah, man, definitely appreciate you sharing that. Cause I know the thing with your mom, you know, is real heavy coming, talking about, abandonment issues or issues of it. I feel like you're in every aspect, whether good or bad, your childhood does shape your adult life. Right. Even though I was raised in the household I was raised in, uh, you know, it, it, there are certain traits that I've hold held on to, uh, whether, you know, some may look at them as good. Some may look at, look at them as bad. It's a very subjective, you know, thing. Uh, but no, man, I, I definitely appreciate that because, <laughs> I don't know too many other men who are going to be like really open, you know, but this is how this people may be listening to you and I right now, but this is just how our conversations are, you know, yeah. um, because, you know, been through the same thing damn near and, you know, decided to be like, all right, this, 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 this is not going to work. <laughs> you know, I need to make a change. Um, but you're right. The, the issues that you have as a child or things that you grew up with as a child can shape your 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 parent uh your your adulthood and as far as like the the const the idea that you said you know someone using their or your deepest darkest secrets against you you know um that's abuse in a sense you know it, it may not be physical but it definitely is mental emotional and depending on how they say it and verbal i i look back like i said i i look at i still see 
the things on social media and TV, you know, when it comes to this whole romance and dating thing, man, it just makes me that much grateful for, you know, what I've come through and, and, and the person that I'm with, man, because like conversations are like effortless, you know, when it comes to expressing yourself, sometimes too damn effortless, like to the point where I was like, man, damn, is this person really like receiving this? Like I'm telling them. And unfortunately that is a thing that men do deal with is, you know, the fear of opening up, you know, to someone who does not know how to receive it, who does not know how to take it, you know, cause you can tell, you know, a woman that like, yeah, man, you know, this happened to me, this happened to me, that happened to me. But unfortunately you do have people out here where if you mess up one time, there goes, oh yeah, you just like your mom or you just like your dad and this, that, and the third. And I feel like that's an, another issue with, I wouldn't say it's a generational thing. I think it's just a human thing. A lot of stuff, you know, I do agree with the older generation that our generation needs to work on. And I do believe that there are things our generation say that the older generations need to work on. But I feel like something that is universal is, you know, the lack of emotional intelligence through all age groups, especially the older generation, you know, oh, just deal with it. You'll be all right. Just work on it. Da, 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 da. But then when someone puts a bullet in their mouth, now you're sitting here saying, oh, I wish they just would have opened up to me. And I just wish they would have talked to me and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, well, this person tried to talk to you, but because you didn't do the work or because whatever you dealt with, uh, you know, you didn't know how to receive it. And for men, bro, it is so hard for so many reasons because, you know, we're told to, you know, man up, you know what right. I mean? We're, we're told to, mm-hmm. you know, and women have it hard for their own reasons because of what they were told. And, but for men, you know, we, we have this, this, this stereotype that goes with us or that, that, that follows us as far as like, you need, I was just read a story today, you know, about a man, a uh, single father, 28 years old of three, uh, single father, 28, sorry, single father who was 28 years old of three children who killed himself because, you know, he didn't find a way out. He couldn't find a way out. Like, a, I guess he was in like, you know, debt up to his eyeballs and didn't, you know, didn't know how to get out of the situation. And in, in his suicide note, you know, he pretty much talked about how, you know, he felt like he was less of a man and this, that, and the third. And my thing is, you know, again, being that change you want to see, we need to, and when I say we, I mean men and women alike, there are so many stereotypes that we need to break. You know, right now I'm reading, uh, you know, a biography on Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., the the newest biography called King, A Life. Uh, it's written by Jonathan Egg or Egg. I forgot how to pronounce his last name. But uh, it's talking about his childhood, right? And it goes really deep into how he became who he was. And he, you know, got into ministry and he became a preacher because Martin Luther King Sr. was. And, you know, him and uh, his mother or sorry, Dr. King's mother and father were both heavy in the church. And but, you know, he was raised in a loving household, which then taught him to love on people, you know, and I'm not going to go into who Martin Luther King was, because if you don't know it, um, open a book. But uh you know, as I'm reading about him, it, it really relates to this conversation because, you know, it, it, it your your childhood does have, you know, a direct effect on who you are as an adult, um, you know. But unfortunately, you're right, is, 
going back to the whole men not being able to express themselves, you know, and it's like I see things on social media that, you know, women say sometimes, you know, about men's feelings and about, you know, how they express themselves. And it it is really sad, especially when it comes from, you know, black folks. Uh, You know, I I, um, saw something the other day where someone was some woman was talking about something where she was like, yeah, I don't care how my man, I don't care how uh, mad my man is going to be about that. I'm going to do me because, you know what I'm saying? I paid money to do it. And it's just like, yo, that is not somebody you want to spend the rest of your life with. Because to me, that is <laughs> the biggest red flag to someone who does not care about your feelings. And there's a lot of hypocrisy with that. Because imagine if you and I, you know, it's like Morgan and I, right? Um, imagine what kind of asshole I would be if there was something that she communicated with me and said, oh, well, Spence, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? If you don't like it, I'm going to do it anyway. Obviously, in that statement, there's an implication that I've expressed that whatever. And this has never really happened. We have a really good understanding with each other of what we both want and what we don't want uh, each other from each other. But I'm just using this as an example. And imagine if I was like, man, whatever, I'm going to go ahead and do me. Now, the hypocrisy with that is there's going to come a day where she's going to be uh, where I'm going to be upset about something and I'm going to express that to her, but I'm going to want her to validate my feelings, but I didn't validate hers, you know, or vice versa. So when I see people speak like that, I'm like, that is a very dangerous game you're playing because when you say that you're literally opening the door for them to leave. What? 100%. When you, when you think about, you know, somebody that, that mentor me, when he, he talked about, you know, the power of, of influence, um, I mean, really with anything, um, who you give your power to and, and, and how you allow that to, to influence you, be it, you know, I know you are uh, well into your faith. So for you, it's, it's, it's God. Uh, some, some people give a lot of power to things that influence them, their relationships, their families. I, I, I look at some of these things and I'm just like, man, this isn't real. Like, it, it's just so much like, so you'll, you'll hear like some, some straight up ignorance. Right. So like, let, let's, it's, it's not funny, but it's like, you, you could have somebody that's just like, yeah, man. Like I was, you know, when I was five years old, my parents had left me in the park. I was abandoned, you know, and <laughs> uh, you know, and, and you'll just have people that are just like, so you are a whole ass five-year-old not able to take care of yourself. Wow, wow, N- y'all niggas is weak. I'm telling you, niggas ain't niggas. Niggas ain't, ain't, niggas, ain't like, niggas. But and that's the thing, like, like, like you'll see that, and you'll, and it'll get played, like, you know, it'll get shared, reposted, and and before long, like, you're looking at it, and now guys are looking at it, like, that's how all women are. That's how all black women are. That you know, or or even you know, on the on the flip side of things, you'll have like a woman who is just like who, who could express what I just expressed. Like, hey, I have a fight or flight. You know, I got close to somebody, and uh, you know, that's you know, because I haven't done the work, I haven't addressed the things that, that have traumatized me. I you know, I, I just stepped away, and 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 I just have some really unhealthy dating habits. Right? Be totally transparent. They just like, hey, Kings. Guard your crown. Don't that, listen to these women. I'm telling you. And he's like, and that, like, that just gets, like, just circulated so much. And it could just become so, 
so exhausting, man. Like when you just, if, if folks are just sitting up on social media all day, and let's be honest, like it, it's uh, social media, it, ha- it, it does influence, it has the power of influence on a lot of people. Mm. A lot of people are getting their personalities, their, their opinions, you know, when, when it comes to other people. It, it's just, that's why I always say, man, I don't, a lot of a lot of parts I just don't feel like it's 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 real. I, I just I don't know. I'm not I'm not you know I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but like it just seems like there's just certain people that are just plants that are just out out here just just trying to disrupt like a what you know the idea of what a healthy and happy household should should look like. They're telling you that it needs to look like you know y'all are you know this 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 power couple that is just out here you know you know, getting it and, and, you know, y'all, y'all should collectively be millionaires and, and at the same time, like having a bunch of kids, but at the same time running your own businesses, but at the same time, like doing the community service, but at the same time, like y'all writing books, it's just like, (laughs) it's so exhausting, man. And then it's like, you see that and you go out there into the dating world, man, sometimes, and sometimes that's what, where I think like I have like, where I, I can, you know, struggle to a, to a degree. I, I feel like when I am like my chaotic self, like my, like that, that top, I mean, just be real, that toxic version where I'm just like, man, I'm just, I'm just out here. I'm out here in these streets, whatever. I feel like those situations last longer and I get more, responses than when I'm just like one woman at a time, let me open up, let me express how I'm feeling. I feel like that's when it's like, this nigga boring. He said, can you at least cheat on me? Can you at least like, you know, <laughs> they don't outright say that, but I'm just like, yeah. I think that when people encounter normal, they don't even know what to, what to do with it, man. Like normal, a sense of normalcy can absolutely be fun. Like it, does it need to be chaos all the damn time? Um, allow me to quote a Tyler Perry movie. Uh, <laughs> I forgot. I think it was. I think it was. Um, I think it was. Uh, one. I think it was like, why did I get married? Or one of them joints. I know it was Michael J. White who said it, and he was the one that was married to the super loud woman, and she was just always. She was just amazing actress. Actually, she actually has a twin, but um. It was a scene where, because Michael J. White, I forgot what his character's name in the movie was, was he? He was a real good dude. He's a really nice guy, but he picked this person who was just loud, obnoxious, ignorant, belligerent, everything. And he has said to her, "You're so used to losing, you can't tell when you've won, right?" Mm-hmm. And you know, let's let's sit on that word "should" for a second, because you 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 brought up a few um, uh, instances. People should do this. People should do that. You know, should the word should is a dangerous word because it the word should separates reality and fantasy, right? People should not kill people, but what happens? You know, people should be nice, <laughs> but what happens? Gas should be cheap, but look at what you know what I'm saying. Inflation shouldn't be a thing. I can go on. So when you take that word and apply it to other people's personal lives, you know, this is the only thing I'll mention about this that whole kiki palmer thing i just find it very ironic and funny in a peculiar way that the people that have the most to say are ones who are not in any type of union or commitment Mm 
And what I mean by that is if you have somebody that's, you know, you have an understanding with and you operate your household by y'all standards, you don't care about what other people or other couples, married couples, whatever, operate by because you got your own shit going on. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, it's like, why am I going to get in a debate or why am I going to get offended by how someone else runs their household? And, you know, uh, this this world we live in is very is very picky and choosy about what stereotypes they want to break and what stereotypes they want to continue to live by. And, you know, let's let's talk about the 50 50 thing, for example. I do believe in 50 50, but I believe in it in an emotional sense. I believe in it in a supportive sense, meaning that, you know, I can't be the one. And when I say support, I mean, emotional support, you know, moral support. I don't mean financially. Um, Matter of fact, how I look at 50 50 has nothing to do with monetary gain at all. And uh, but when you bring up 50 50, what automatically comes up is money. And I'm not going to go into that but like my opinion on 50 50 is i do believe some aspects of a relationship should be half you know if you get a new if the person i'm with right morgan if she gets a new job or if she gets anything that happens to her that is great i'm gonna be supportive if anything great happens to me she's gonna be as equally excited there's no reason why one person is equally excited and the other person is hating on each other, hating on the other one. You know what I'm saying? To me, that's not right. 50, that's that's not equal. That's not support. When this whole 50 50 conversation comes up, for an example, it's single. It's people who I guess have not had the fortunate experience to be with someone that, you know, they would be willing to sacrifice certain things for. I told you this on the phone the other day. After being in the person being with the person I'm with for a year, dog, I lost count of how many things I have done in this relationship that I said I would never do when I was single. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like when I was single, I ain't doing this. I ain't doing that. I ain't doing this. Well, that's probably why I was single for so long, because I really wasn't trying to make I was it was a Spencer show. You know what I'm saying? It was all about now. I mean, this was years ago, but. It was all about me. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing this. And being with a person who is as equally supportive, who is equally loving, who is equally emotionally intelligent, who is equally uh, uh, great at, you know, expressing their their wants and their needs. Oh, man, I don't even think about it. You know what I'm saying? It's like and she told this she was on the podcast a few episodes ago and, you know, she told this story about how like she was scared to ask me for money to get her hair done. And, you know, and I remember she said, even to this day, you know what I'm saying? Like when we have conversations about finances and I'm like, yeah, man, I'll slide you, you know, I'll slide you some bread when I get paid. Oh, I don't want to take your money. <laughs> the word take doesn't apply in this situation anymore because we're past that. You know what I mean? Like this, this is about, you know, if I see you struggling or if I see you and again, this isn't all limited to money. um, But if I see you struggling in any type of way, emotionally, financially, I'm going to help. I'm going to do what I got to do. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what my job is, you know, Um, and that's what our understanding is. But when you see people 
out here, say it's the woman who goes to work and the guy who stays home. You have somebody on the outside. I don't know why they do that. I don't know why they do that. And then somebody comes at them. Oh, that's why you single because you think. And it's like I'm looking at both of y'all like, why are y'all arguing over what someone else is someone else does in their personal life? You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's we go by this. Oh, they should be doing this. They should be doing that. And my question is, which is a rhetorical one. I mean, feel free to answer it if you got one. But my question is, by what standard? If someone should be doing something according to who, what or who or where is that defined by you? Because if it is, if you think you're the alpha and omega of what someone should be doing, yo, I got news for you. The world, the world don't revolve around you. You know what I'm saying there? And the thing is, we're so used to Western society and we think us as Americans sometimes think that our way is the right way so many times, uh, so much that it's like we forget there's a whole nother world out there. You know, there are I remember one time I went to a wedding a few years back and I'm not going to say which, you know, religion it was, the the people who were getting married, the religion that they that they practiced. But I do remember that, you know, over here they say I now pronounce you man and wife right. uh, at that joint. My man, the minister said he goes, uh. I now deem her your property. Man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, the funniest thing about it was, is you can tell who wasn't in that culture because everybody said, <laughs> like everybody said, I said, what is she? I, I now deem her your property. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, we're so focused on what happens, you know, on our in our soil, on our territories, is that like there's a whole nother world out there. There's so many different cultures, so many different traditions, so many different uh, 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 ethnicities and, and practices that people practice all over the world. But we think because if they're not doing it our way, it's wrong. Right. You know? And the last thing I'll say to this is to me, I remember when I was single, right? And I was getting to know folks to me, that was a big red flag that you're getting so upset and so amped about people who you don't even know you exist. You're getting upset about how they live their lifestyle, because eventually that's going to be you and I never say never, man. There are so many people out here who say they what they would never do for another person. Let me tell you this story um, before you take the mic back real quick, before I forget it in life, I feel like. There are lessons that we intend to learn. You know, we go to school, we go to college, we take classes, we go to training. But there are sometimes lessons that we don't realize we learned until years later. Right. We don't realize that in that moment, God was trying to show us something. But, you know, maybe we were too, too immature uh, to realize what was going on. There was a situation that happened some years back where it's made me such a greater man today. And this has to go with dating. It's the, probably the only dating story. This is, yo, this whole conversation is so different from the first one we had. Like, it's wild. <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. Um, but I remember there was a person I was getting to. This is 2016, 15. And I used to be one of those guys that was, I had my own issues. Just like you said, you had yours. And, you know, I worked at night. So, like, it's a really lonely lifestyle when you work at night. You know what I mean? Because it's two trains passing at night. You going to sleep, everybody else up. You going, you waking up, everybody else going to sleep. 
So, you know, I was for for more reasons than that. I was so bent on being around someone, not so much as being in a loving relationship, not so much as, you know, wanting to be married at that time, because I do now. But, you know, I just wanted to be in the company of someone that I was willing to do unorthodox things to get their attention. Right. And I didn't realize that with that, you you lose a sense of self, that self-awareness I was talking about you know, earlier. And one of the most profound lessons I learned (laughs) was, uh, it was this one young lady I was getting to know. And, uh, I was living in Arlington at the time and she was living in Baltimore and we had reconnected at a matter of fact, a homecoming you and I went to some years back, we reconnected and we were getting to know each other. And I remember I was trying to set up a date, right. And, you know, I was trying to go to the aquarium. I was trying to go to, um, you know, dinner or stuff like that. Things that in my mind, I thought, you know what I mean, would have been a good idea. Now, this person, I didn't even know their last name. Yeah, we went to college together, whatever. But like, I didn't really know them like that. And so I remember I was trying to do all this stuff, rolling out the red carpet. And it was just very like nonchalant about it. Now, to their defense in mind, this was damn near 10 years ago. I'm praying. I know for damn sure I ain't like this now, but I'm praying that person isn't like that anymore either. Um, you know, you got to give people credit when time moves on, if you can change, so can other people. And so I remember I was walking out the door and I was like, Hey, I'm on the way. And this person has said, Oh, I can't go no more. Right. Yikes. And I was like, damn, bro, I already bought the tickets to what we were doing. And this second and third, yeah, I can't go no more. And I was like, what the hell? So a lot of emotions rushed into my head. At that time, remember earlier in the episode, we were talking about people who think that they're that good. They think that this good man, a good woman. So that was the first thing that popped in my head. Oh, man, they guess they don't want a good person. Mistake number one on my end. Mistake number two is that I do remember that when I was trying to plan said date, they said they were just trying to chill. They were trying to just come over, hang out, whatever. And I was like, no, 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 no. Second mistake is I wasn't listening. Right now, I didn't know. These are all the things I was doing wrong back then. So that was my second mistake that I wasn't listening. Third mistake was this. I was upset. I was blown. Now we had a mutual friend, right? That, you know, we both knew. So I told this mutual friend what happened. And, you know, I said, hey, she was like, hey, you know, how did the thing go with such and such? I said, man, you know, we didn't go. This, that, and the third X, Y, and Z happened. And she was like, what? That's crazy. Why that? You know, that's messed up. I was like, yeah, man, it is what it is. She was like, nah, nah, that's messed up. So she reaches out to that person and was like, yo, why you do Spence like that? And I found out their response was, quote, he's doing too damn much, unquote. <laughs> I'm sorry, yo, that's funny. Only you would laugh at that, right? No, because I, I, I because I, it's just interesting getting a play-by-play on somebody cock-blocking themselves, but please. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true story bro it's a true story uh but we're laughing about it now almost 10 years later that person couldn't have been more correct because i feel like people don't have enough self-respect these days and self-awareness and realize that you are enough that you don't have to bend over backwards to convince someone to be with you right I didn't realize that. <laughs> See your face. I didn't realize that almost 10 years ago. I didn't, I didn't, you know, my mind was elsewhere, man. Like I was elsewhere. But 
you know, I got a colleague that always speaks life into me saying that you are enough and people need to know that you are enough. So, you know, with rejection with from a job, from a person, from a man, from a woman, from a family member, whatever, it often makes you question like, damn, like what's wrong with me? You know what I'm saying? Da, 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 da. Absolutely. No- well, I ain't gonna say absolutely nothing. We all got our own shit wrong with us. But when that when I found out that that person said, oh, you doing too much. I was blown about that, you know what I'm saying, for a while. And when I mean for a while, I mean for like a day or so. But looking back on it, you know, why is why are people these days, you know, willing to just lose themselves, you know, for the appreciation and the acceptance of another person? Because, bro, when I tell you, when Morgan and I met, it was every everything fit in line you know what i'm saying i had to pursue i had to do the work you know what i'm saying i had to because you know if you know morgan she ain't no nonsense person you know but it it wasn't hard you see what i'm saying like that's the best word that's the best way i can put it in the best words i can put it in yeah we gelled and it's like you know what's for you is for you you know so when that person years ago said yo he doing too much i was I was because it's like, why am I doing this for and and dog? This is not limited to, you know, first date shit. This is not limited to just dating stuff. This is this is just an example and a lesson that I've learned. I I apply the same thing for work. You know what I'm saying? I apply the same thing. You know what I'm saying? If I'm in the job hunt, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you have there has to be a boundary with yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? There has to be a boundary where you're only willing to do but so much. You know what I mean? Before you lose your sense of self. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, these podcasts and what people be talking. I'm not talking about, oh, I ain't paying two hundred dollars for the first date. Like, that's not what I mean. <laughs> like, that's that's not personally what Avery and I are talking about. You know what I'm saying? What we're talking about is the work that you put in, you know what I'm saying, to make yourself more confident. You know, to make yourself more convinced that you are enough, that you don't have some asshole out there make you lose it. You know what I mean? Because they didn't they didn't think you were enough. In in reality, you are. So that's my little soapbox speech. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the day that I, you know, this man, this nigga probably showing up in a rhinestone tuxedo with limo. Said, "What you mean I'm doing too much, girl?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, for what it was worth, for what it was worth, it was the Baltimore Aquarium, which is not cheap, and then it was like some type of like restaurant in the Baltimore Harbor right you know what i'm saying now for more for who i'm with now i wouldn't even think that's not even like my mindset when it comes to that is like you know when you with the person you're supposed to be with like you're not thinking about that you know what i'm saying like it was about a month ago maybe two months ago i surprised her at her favorite restaurant one of this restaurant that she wanted to go to and then we went to go see aladdin right um, and she goes, oh my god! And she was super happy, super, super surprised, super like, oh my god! I'm so, I say thank you so much for doing this. This must have, this must have taken a lot of work. No, it's you. It's for you. Like I'm chilling. You know what I'm saying? The only thing is, I was like, oh damn, tickets go on sale on the 19th. Shit, this is 21st. I gotta hurry up. <laughs> like you know, that was my thought process. But like you know what I'm saying? When it's when it's when it feels right, when it's and I. A lot of times I don't really go off by what I feel because emotion versus logic as well. But yeah, man. Yeah, dog. Like you said, a rhinestone tuxedo and a, and a horse. <laughs> 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 
that, I think that's that, that's probably rooted in in rejection. Everybody's been rejected, and that's man. Hey, it, it sucks. Like even even you know even now it's like you know dating wise, like you could be you know shoot. I've dealt with that a, a couple of times this year alone, where like you you know you're dealing with somebody and you think it's going well, um, and you know now. You, you're not speaking so much. And the next thing you know, like they, you know, they pop up with a boyfriend, you know, you feel like you chose this person over, over me. When that happens, I'm of the humble opinion that you never mattered in the first place. When I say that, when I say you never mattered in the first place, I mean, in the eyes of that person, you were never a priority. So with, with that being said, that to me, that type of thing is easier to handle because there was nothing you could have done. I mean, there's nothing you can do about rejection, period. If somebody, some job, whatever, don't want you, they don't want you. But if you're getting to know somebody, I feel like, and they pop up with a significant other, you were never that to me, that should be it's easier to handle because it's like you walked in on something that had that that was already cooking. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, right. now that person that did that to you. You know what I'm saying? That like popped up with a person. Yeah, they they trash for that. That's terrible. It's, it's a terrible, pe- terrible thing. Um, you know, you, you you shouldn't do to people. You know, this is not not a nice thing to do. But you know, when you're at in your shoes, when you see that, yeah, it sucks. It's like damn for real. But when you walk in on someone that has an open door, you lost from the jump. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. You I mean, lost from the jump. Going back to the very beginning of, of this, I mean. Like, like, like I said, you know, my, my, my sister actually told me something like a month back where she was just like, you know, you have to give grace where you expect it. And I was like, oh, that's actually pretty well mm-hmm. said. I'm not going to mm-hmm. like, I haven't done that before. So, you know, I can only get but so mad. You know what I mean? Like, and of course, that's what this whole pot is about. It's like, you know, you want to be on, well, for, you know, especially for me, just be, just being honest. Like, I can't play victim like like I've never played my options before and, 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 you know, seeing what the, what the best fit was. I think for me, it was just like a, you know, a little deflating to the, to the ego and, and, you know, how you respond to it, you know, on, on one end, I could like let those inner thoughts win and say, you know what, I'm a, I'm gonna break into her house, steal all of her co-hangers and all of her pillowcases and watch all that makeup and shit, like <laughs> get on your pillow. And just watch you just confuse all your coats is on the ground. You're like, yo, what, what the fuck are all my coat hangers? But it's me. It's just me hiding in the shadows. But I don't do that. You know, <laughs> like, that, that's just, uh, you know, I, I don't uh, want those thoughts win. But, uh, <laughs> or you could, you could just say, just like what you said, like, man, it's that, that's, that person wasn't for me. It wasn't going to work out. Um, and sometimes you got to look at that, like, you got to look at that as a, as a blessing because, there, there are some situations that like you talk about not trying to reinvent yourself for, for somebody else. I found myself in a situation where it's like, yeah, I'm definitely trying to do that. I'm trying to be something that I'm, you know, that, that I'm not. Um, and you end up just, you, you, you look goofy as hell. I don't know. I, I don't got no other word for it. You look goofy as hell. Just, just trying to like constantly change like who you are, reinvent dressing differently, speaking differently, presenting yourself differently. Um, and that's, you know, that, that for me, I feel like, I feel like I got the right friends for that um, to like kind of keep me grounded, humble me and, and occasionally make fun of me because that could be good for you to be honest with you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, 
kind of keeping you keeping you grounded um, and keeping you honest with yourself, man. Because I think a lot of these people, just as I mentioned, where they feel like they're they are the the good guy, the good woman in their in their movie, and you know, my man, my friends check me. They let me know. They're not afraid. Like, and you one of them. You let me know. Mm. Like, hey, man, uh, I'm hearing this story. And I'm kind of like not seeing where you're right. I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm just not getting the first. <laughs> what you need to do is go back to that lady's house and give her coat hangers and the pillowcases back because you might be like, oh, crazy. <laughs> Uh, hey, you know, but, uh, hey, hey, niggas know that if you commit a crime and let me know about, I don't want to know nothing about it because the police coming to my door. I'm telling what's up. I, 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 don't, I ain't going to jail for no damn body. You know what I'm saying? So you say, hey, man, I, I, <laughs> I just went by Shorty House and uh, whoa, 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 you did what? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna be like, yeah, let's ride on. I'm like, yo, you crazy as hell. Like, I, I, nah, I'm walking in my purpose. You ain't about to mess that up. <laughs> Yeah, and that's. I mean, you know, I, I know there was one ex in particular. I'm not gonna say her name. I'm pretty sure, like, you know, who I'm talking about. You know, she was kind of putting you through it, and at one point, you know, through through breakups, through you know, and you you can feel free to edit this out if you don't feel like sharing it. But oh, no, I'm leaving this recall, shit in right here. Okay, <laughs> I, I do recall, like, you know, you would thought, like, man, I'm a even 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 going through all that abuse, all that, like, all that shit, you were like, I, I think I might marry this woman. I think I might, you know, you would th <laughs> think about ring shopping. And I had to, like, I feel like I had to, like, let you know I wouldn't support it. Mm. But the reality is, I was like, I was like, damn, this nigga might be a little dumb. All right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> You know, he's still your friend. You still, you know, you still love him. You know, but you got, yeah. you got to look out for him. And, and yeah, let yeah. Let the stupidity win because you, you yeah. know, you, you talk about saying I do, and now I, I'm that I'm that crazy drunk asshole telling you that I I object and and making a whole <laughs> spectacle ass out of myself. So, um, you know, hey, hey man, your support system is everything, dog. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to get through life and you're not going to be successful, but without, you know, a tribe behind you, you know what I'm saying? Without a rock to stand on, you know, we need people who it's like, you know, sometimes I think about how my wedding will be, you know, Morgan and I, and I'm like, yo, my, I don't know about her. Well, I do know about her side, but my side, I don't know other than family, as far as friends go, it'll probably be a couple people, man, because it's like, I know a lot of, we know a lot of people, you know, you cool with a lot of people, you run into people on the street. Yo, what's up, man? How you been? How your mama? But as far as like, you know, people who are, are solid, you know what I'm saying? You know, who are gonna, cause they can be good people, you know what I mean? But it takes a really good friend to kind of pull you to the side and be like, Hey man, let me, let me holler at you, you know, real quick, you know? And my, and the thing is, it's equally, is it's, as equally painful for both sides because you know me man i'm drama free i don't like conflict i never have you know i don't like people being upset with me or whatever but sometimes man you know you gotta do things you don't want to and if i see you you know going down a wrong path and this that mm -hmm. and the third now what i feel like is a difference of that are people who are low-key jealous of you you know, and I feel like that's a very important thing to pay attention to is, you know, say you have a quote unquote friend and, you know, you get a new job or you get engaged, you have a baby, you get a new house, hell, you get a new pair of shoes and they can't never just say congratulations. 
it always comes with, are you sure? Well, I don't know. I mean, now, are those comments warranted in certain situations? Yeah. Like when I was about to marry the female Mike Tyson, who was whooping my ass. Yeah. (laughs) Or not about to marry, but when I was thinking about it and you were like, yo, are you sure you want to do that? You know, cool. But the other nine times I had good news in my life, whether it be something with my career and voiceover, or if I got on the radio or whatever, oh man, that's what's up, Spence, that's what's up. But when you saying that 10 times out of 10, you know what I mean? There's an issue with that. And I feel like that's something to pay attention to because people do speak fear into your plans. You know, people are low key jealous. And the unfortunate thing is that I know you've known them. I've known them. People want you to do well. They want you to do great. They just don't want you to do better than them. I can think, you know, of a couple people off the top of my head who I was in constant communication with friends anyway. I was in constant communication with talk to every day, um, you know, we're real cool. And we would always sit there and talk about, man, I can't wait till you get into a loving relationship, man. I can't wait until you leave that toxic job and get in, get into a new job. I can't wait till you get out that apartment, you know, and, and get a new house. But when you do it, they don't respond to texts anymore. They don't call back. They don't. That's something to pay attention to. You know, in a relationship, I feel like, you know, again, this goes back to the 50 50 thing Um, like Morgan and I, for example, you know, she's the person that has a way I have a big heart, but she has a way bigger heart. She just can't imagine someone doing something so wrong and so foul to someone that you've known for years. And, you know, she's always like, I just can't believe they do it. I don't think they would. I don't think this. I don't think that this is who she is. Me, on the other hand, I'm someone who recognizes. I'm not going to say she doesn't have the sagacity to recognize the bullshit because she does. But I'm the person that will verbalize it like, you know, she'll tell me about, you know, a certain friend or whatever that I feel like. And because my care for her is so strong, you know, if she tells me about somebody that I think, you know, is acting a little shady, did something weird. I got this like inside joke with her where I start winking. Right. And she was like, oh, my winking means sleep with one eye open around this person, you know, because that's kind of crazy in person. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You sitting at dinner, right? You see nigga across the table winking and shit. And honestly, that's another thing we can talk about, too, is, you know, when people do talk about because there are certain gender roles I do believe in. Right. None of them are equated to who makes the most money or who grills the most food or who makes the best lasagna, like none of that bullshit. But I do believe gender roles are relatable to, you know, being, you know, a protector, a provider. Unfortunately, we live in a world now where everything revolves around the dollars and the cents, you know? So if you make less, you're not a protector. If you make more then you are, that's stupid because if y'all are out in public (laughs) And some dude try messing with your shorty or they somebody got a gun to your face. Don't nobody care about how much, who much, who make more than what? Like, <laughs> you know, uh, so it's like when I'm like that with more when she's telling me about someone, you know, that I'm like, eh, that's me. Now, if she would have told me this when we first got together. I'd have been like, damn, that's crazy. But because, you know, our feelings for each other have blown up, you know, over the last year where ever since we met for real, for real, which has been all longer than a year, um, 
you know, I'm the one where I'm like, yo, watch out for this person. You know what I'm saying? Because they do something to you. They doing something to me. But now nah, I'm funny. You brought up. Uh, I forgot about that when I was talking about with my that my last past relationship. And it was, you know, abusive and, you know, physically. And, you know, a lot. Unfortunately, when the world finds out a man was the one that was abused in a relationship, you know, they kind of like look at what you man, like abuse is abuse. That shit ain't got no color. That shit ain't got no gender. That shit ain't got no sex on it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Abuse is abuse. But looking back, man, a lot of the reason why I put up with that kind of had to do with what I was talking about with that whole Baltimore Aquarium like story was that that loneliness factor. Right. Mm -hmm. I had to be around someone. And even if I was around someone who was whooping my ass or, you know, now this was three, four years ago. The same concept applies. I hope that that person isn't like that now. But there was a lot of accountability to take an account for that. And I feel like when people are getting to know each other, this is something that they don't think about because they think they're this good person that this would never happen to. You know, and this person that I was with, the abusive one, plenty of times, you know, before we actually got into a relationship, they told me about each dude they were with they ended up putting their hands on them for some reason. Most of the time it revolved around them doing it first or that guy cheating on them or that guy talking crazy to them, all things that I don't do. So in my mind, being the arrogant person I was thinking, oh, that would never happen to me. You know, when you think you're this good person that shit can't happen to, there's a lot of arrogance that comes with that. There's a lot of ignorance as well. And there's a lot of pride. And, you know, I'm the mindset that I had was this would never happen to me because if they put hands on men because that guy cheated or put their hands on her first or called her a bitch or whatever, that's all shit I don't do. But if someone is and the thing is, I didn't realize how clear things were at the time where I had like a, an escape door where I should have got out when when i had the chance because this person is telling you who they are right now in my mind i was stupid because i didn't think that they could possibly change from that within a month you know what i'm saying which was the time that about the the dis the the, the time gap from when they were telling me this from when we actually started being a thing and not too long after that that's when all that stuff started it was the mental abuse verse it was the emotional abuse afterwards. It was the verbal abuse after that. And then finally, it was the physical abuse, you know, and I'm sitting here thinking, oh, my God, like, how could this happen to me? And this, that and the third, I didn't even do anything and blah, 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 because, you know, you think you're this this great person that life can't whoop their ass. I mean, no pun intended. <laughs> I really didn't mean that to how, how it sounded, no. uh, you know, um, but the, here's the here's the crazy thing about that whole situation. I don't think I've ever expressed to anybody, whether it's been on this podcast, to you, to anybody. This was right before COVID happened, right? And I remember um, that that whole, if you even want to call it a relationship, I call it a heavyweight heavyweight uh, twelve round bout. Um, <laughs> but when that whole relationship ended, about a week or two later, that's when COVID happened, right? And what happened during COVID? 
Uh, everybody was locked in for months, if not a year, longer than that. Uh, so I was in complete solitude, right? One of the biggest lessons I learned during COVID is, well, first of all, let me just talk about how relieved I was when that whole thing ended, when that whole relationship ended going into COVID, because not only did it end, but now I got my personal space back and I literally can't let anybody else in here because of COVID. (laughs) Right. Right. So I'm by myself and thank God for telehealth, man, because, you know, you have you've been in therapy. I've been in therapy and I was hitting the therapist. Uh, I was hitting the therapist. <laughs> I was not hitting the therapist. I was hitting <laughs> a lot of puns right now. A lot of puns. Um, I was hitting therapy super hard. God damn. There's another one. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me today. No, like, I don't know. I was I was very much involved in therapy, but of course it was virtual. And all I did was go to work, come home, therapy, go to work, come home, therapy. Now, this is before I was on NPR and all this other stuff. But dog, when I tell you that isolation period was the most COVID was a horrible time for a lot of people. But <laughs> the subjective thing it was a great time for a lot of people, including myself, because like I, that was really when I got to like be by myself in all aspects, you know, physically, emotionally. And that's why the first episode of this podcast is called Sit Down, because during that whole time where I was by myself in solitude, it was just me and God. And that was it. And I needed that. You know what I mean? Because I came out of it. Remember, that's when I started my fitness shit. That's when I got on NPR. Like all these great things came out of being in once a toxic situation, going into solitude and then coming out blossoming. Now, COVID is just. You know, that's just a, a, a meta. That's, I'm going to say a metaphor, but it was what allowed me to be in solitude. And my point in saying all that is I feel like people that, you know, want to find love, want to find romance, want to be like in this loving relationship that they all say, man, you got to be by yourself first. Yeah. yeah why? And you got to be comfortable with it. You know, you can't because I was by myself a lot of times, but I wasn't comfortable with it. COVID was the first time around that time where I was by myself and I was comfortable with it, you know, and that was what allowed me to heal so fast because knowing me at that time, I'd have jumped out of that and got right into something else, you know, because we had to sit in the house and be by ourselves or whatever. Like that was what allowed me personally, you know, to really, if it wasn't for that time, I'm not going to say if it wasn't for COVID, but if it wasn't for that isolation time, Morgan and I wouldn't have been a thing. We wouldn't because, you know, there was a lot of things I had to work on by myself. And two years later, that's when I met Morgan and the rest is history. So you you talked about having things cooking, man. Like little did you know, like that was probably years in the, in the making, but Mm -hmm. I, me myself, I did the polar opposite. I should have been by myself. I kind of jumped into, <laughs> I jumped into something. <laughs> that was that didn't go as go as planned. That didn't go well. That was quite uh, disastrous. And I am, uh, you know, definitely on that person's block list. Um, <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. Let me let me ask you something. Uh, sure. We can. I'm not saying we end in this second, but we've been talking about a lot of positive shit, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, uh, vulnerable stuff. We can't leave without Avery telling us a wild ass story, though. <laughs> we can't. We can't. And, and we're going to keep the first episode with you and I alive. We, you know, I'm out of it. I can't really because I ain't got no stories, you know. Um, but 
you you do, I'm sure. So we can't leave without you. Don't gotta do it right now, but I just gotta put that bug in your head, you know. But anyway, my bad. No, what was no, you no. saying? <laughs> uh, no, man, I was just talking about how you know I, I did the polar opposite, man. I was I was like fresh off of a relationship, and then you know COVID, you know, kind of started happening. But I was kind of like you know getting out there in the mix rather than like you know what I should have did, which is be by my damn self and just like you know sit my ass down somewhere, mm. you know. Ended ended up like dating somebody, um, you know. Oh, and honestly, I don't got a single bad thing to say about this um, about this person. But it, it was just like you're back in my like I have somebody back in my space like way too soon, and I'm trying to like unlearn and undo you know my previous relationship where we automatically have that comfort to that point where it's like, you know, hey, we're, we're both here, but we don't, you know. We're, we're kind of sitting in silence type of comfort. You know what I mean? That's a different type of comfort level right there. Mm. Um, so, you know, that happened that went absolutely terrible, terribly. And just when you would think like, <laughs> yo, he's learned his lesson. He's going to stop. He's going to chill. Nope. Just kept like trying to, you know, fill, fill a void, trying to, you know, date one person after the next. And so, you know, I look at it now you know, years later where I'm kind of like, I'm in that situation now. And it's literally like something you could probably relate to, like going back to the gym after a while. And you're just like, holy shit. Like I can't mm-hmm. like, everything hurts. You know, this is terrible. <laughs> my, my, my brain is like yelling at my body. Like, you know, and my body's yelling at my brain. Like, yo, you control this shit. You can stop at any time. Just tell him mm-hmm. to stop. You know, so for me, <laughs> for, every, for me, every, it's like everything hurts. That's hilarious. <laughs> so that, yo, that, I think that's kind of what I'm going through now, where it's like I'm trying to like sit and just be by myself because I feel like I'm at a weird point where it's like, man, I am feeling like challenged emotionally, mentally, and you know, physically, and I feel like I definitely need to be be by myself stop putting myself on a clock um and and i came to this realization because i was you know i was talking to um a close friend and you know i i, I speak with her quite often and you know of course we always like updating each other on you know on life and dating and all, all the craziness all the shenanigans um you know i went from saying like you know 100 percent you know, marriage and, you know, kids and all that to like quickly like saying, uh, you know, uh, 60, 40, uh, now it's 50, 50. Now, man, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, and just kind of recognizing like, damn, dude, like that's not me. And that's not what I, you know, would want in my heart of hearts. So I was just like, you know, make, you know, for me right now, the time to like, be do exactly what you did and being alone trying to do the work trying to take that you know take that time to myself i'm doing that now but i feel like i'm struggling because you know it's it's like summer and and sometimes you know occasional social media you may you be seeing people on these couples trips you be seeing people like out in these streets doing whatever and i'm just like I'm, i can't i can't do that to myself and i can't do that to another person because you know, again, I can't be that 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 fifty percent uh, amount of that piss that's in the, in the dating pool. Um, you know, because I, I tried to date 
and it didn't go it didn't go as I wanted it to go, despite like there being no outstanding issues, which for me lets me know it's more of an internal issue with me. Um, so, so that's, that's currently what I'm trying to do right now is just like be, you know, be by myself, recognize the signs that God is, is kind of putting, putting before me. Sometimes it's in the form of that person that I mentioned along with my dad, like saying, yo, go, go fucking travel. Like people mm-hmm. tell me like, go, go out there, travel, take a trip. I don't care where it is, like whether it's local, international, go travel. But you know, one thing that I've realized why I won't or why I haven't done it is because, you know, I used to say, wow, man, I don't got, I don't got a woman to go with me right now. Or, you know, ah, there's, you know, a group of friends ain't going, you know, my, my pops is always like, yo, travel, go, go by yourself, man. Be, be safe. Go out there. Like, and I'm like, yo, I think I'm honestly to that degree, to that level, afraid to be alone, to be by myself, because I don't think I would challenge myself to actually like explore, go out, venture out. And, you know, that to me is just more of a real realization of like, I've got a lot of work to do and a lot of like, I've got to make myself uncomfortable, um, you know, because that oftentimes leads to growth. So for me, that's what I'm like, yo, I, I've got to, I've got to do exactly what you, what you did because who knows what that, what that setup, um, you know, could look like. And I can't operate on anybody else's time but my own. Um, I can't compare like my progress to anybody else's or what anybody else got going on. I just like, at the end of the day, like the goal for me is just, is, is just peace and happiness. And maybe I don't know what that looks like exactly but i feel like like you speaking from the perspective of now you know kind of coming at the end of that of that covid storm you're looking at it like it didn't make sense then but it makes sense now because you got some more pieces to the puzzle i think that i'm looking for more pieces to the you know to the puzzle yeah yeah now i appreciate that you saying that man open it up once again you know i think that i'll say this as much as uh you say you're uh sometimes contribute to the uh piss in the dating pool um <laughs> if i had a female friend or a sister that was looking for somebody i'd be like yo holler at my man avery <laughs> i'd be careful about it i'd be careful about it because you know what happened last time but like i <laughs> i'd be very we're older now you know right, uh right. nah because you know everything you're saying now you know i'm witnessing the growth in you you know, before my eyes, man, who you can just literally say like, all right, yeah, like, nah, I got to be the one to chill and I got to be the one to work on myself. But, you know, something that you said that I want to touch on is the whole fear aspect, um, fear and ha- fear and then the whole aspect of happiness and peace. Um, you know, the fear thing, man, I just tell you it uh, and I'm learning this myself. Uh, fear blocks a lot of opportunities, you know, blocks a lot of blessings and you know let's just look at it as simple as this you know your, your people was telling you yo man why don't you just travel this and third and you're saying i'm afraid to be alone man look the way god works is you know i, I do believe that god speaks to us through people oftentimes he speaks to us through words he speaks to us through people uh you know so many different ways and you know i know that you want to be with someone and I, and I know that you would be, that you would make a great, 
you know, guy for whoever, you know, is lucky enough to, you know, be around you and you be lucky enough to be around them, whoever they may be. But, you know, that whole traveling or fear of traveling, man, by yourself, as simple as it may be kept, that may be your opportunity where you do find somebody because you travel some somewhere by yourself. You know what I'm saying? And I know I that's like... I will not be a passport, bro. I will not be one of them. I'm good. You said you, you, you said you won't be what? I'm one of those passport bros, but they like, man, you got to come out. You got to What's a... What's you don't a what... I don't know what a passport, bro, is. What is that? Oh, man. So it's this whole, like... <laughs> I mean, you you could call it a movement where basically people are going to like they'll go like to the DR, they go to like to these other places. Oh, oh, no! Like they record like them saying what's up to a, to a woman. They you know oftentimes they're beautiful, and they'll just show like how responsive that woman is, and they like yeah, see y'all, this is this is. But what they're not telling you is they definitely paying these women like for sure. Like these are these are women who expect money, or they about to line you up to rob you, um, or the escorts. And I'm and they they recognize like they're like, yo, stupid, you're a tourist. They know what a tourist looks like. They're about to fucking rob you, or they expect you to pay them. And if you don't pay them, you're gonna get robbed. So yeah. Let me make a declaration right now. That is not what I meant. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. I mean, look, I knew the whole traveling to DR was a thing. Yeah, Have I haven't done it absolutely the hell not uh but um yeah no what <laughs> that's crazy no what i mean you know what i mean what i mean is you know i'm just using traveling as a as a as a metaphor but you know stepping out on that other side of fear you know what i'm saying stepping out you know you may be fearful but that thing you may do may cause you to be fearless you know um going back to you know dr king you know what I'm saying? Reading about his story is that like, you know, people know Dr. King to be very um, to well, who, who he was to be, you know, the whole nonviolent thing and this, that and the third and where he learned that from and how Gandhi was one of it when he was a child and he was a kid. The complete opposite. He there's a story where he knocked his brother out with a tel- telephone like he jumped off the steps and pulled some Roman Reigns type shit and hit his brother in the head with a telephone because he was, <laughs> mad, you know, uh, but his father being a Baptist preacher, Martin Luther King, as a kid, he did not want to do it because he was he was afraid, you know, he was afraid to live up to his father's expectations. His father was a real hard ass. You know, if you read about his dad, his dad came through a lot of shit, too. But, um, you know, he was a, his father. He was he was he was kind of fearful of his dad. You know what I mean? And he didn't want to follow in his footsteps and this because he was afraid. But, you know, after he left, after he graduated Morehouse, when he was like, I think, 17, 18 years old. Um, and it's not he didn't graduate that fast because he was that smart. He just graduated that fast because black education in Atlanta at that time was some shit. So, you know, he skipped a couple of grades just because they didn't have them, you know. Uh, but after he left Morehouse, he became he stepped into ministry and the rest is history. Right. So look at the impact that he I mean, we have streets named after him. He has a monument in Washington, D.C. as a federal holiday. And all of that, you know, may not have happened if he was afraid. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that whole fear thing. It's 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 scary. You know what I mean? Because it's like, damn, you scared to, you know, take this opportunity. You scared to take this job. You scared to send this text because of, you know, I was just listening to a sermon the other day. 
where it was talking about, you know, what your purpose is. And a lot of people don't get to the point in life of what their purpose may be because fear is, you know, is, is, is stopping them. And a lot of people think their purpose is related to their occupation. Right. It's like, I don't know if you ever heard of that, um, <laughs> that, that I brought it up in the last episode with Alex, but, uh, you did the whole thing with the bus driver, the, the chick that says she wouldn't date a bus driver. Uh, my only issue that she that she implied with that is that someone's job and their character is related to their occupation. That was my only issue with what they said, because even Martin Luther King said you can be smart as hell. But he said that if you can have if you can have intelligence, but intelligence without character is dangerous point is is that like you know to find your purpose and to find who you want to be with to find what you want to do in this life before you check up out of here you know you got to step out on that other side of fear you know i remember one of my mentors at the and were he was a minister but uh one of my mentors said on when, when i pass away right and, and you rarely hear me talking about death because it's just not a topic i like talking about but when you when I pass away and you and, and you go visit me at the cemetery, right, you're going to see my birth year and you're going to see my death year. What matters is that little dash in between them dates. That's what matters. You know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of what is conquered between them two dates is how fearless you were instead of fearful. So with that being said, I don't mean be. Yeah, I'm a. Right. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to get the balls to fly down to DR and sleep with some prostitutes. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying <laughs> that if your people is telling you to travel, that could be God's way of telling you, man, look, hey, take a solo trip. And there's nothing wrong with solo trips, man. I've never taken a solo trip, but I remember I've taken I've, I used to do a lot of things so low, like go to the movies, go out to eat, go to this, go to that. You know what I mean? And, and it's it's relaxing going fishing by myself. It, it's it's relaxing when you're by yourself, because it's something about when you're sitting in solitude, man. It's a scary but a beautiful thing is you have time to think. You know what I'm saying? You have time to reflect. Yeah, that's why I love fishing so much because you out there, you out there in nature, your phone don't work because you're in the middle of nowhere, but you just out there and it's like you just have time to think. That's something you should try, though. You know what I'm saying? It's like stepping out on that other side and like no one wants to be alone. No one wants to die alone. No one wants. But there's a difference between I feel like being alone and being lonely. You know what I mean? Mm, okay. Um, I was in that abusive relationship. She's sitting right next to me in the bed, laying right next to me in the bed. But I couldn't have felt more lonely. Right. But when I was alone, during covid i was fine you know what i mean and like all i could just think about all them people <laughs> that i tried to that i tried to impress or that i wanted that i expressed interest in. i didn't have real interest in them i just didn't want to be lonely that's all it was but if i had somebody texting me if i was up under somebody this that and the third like you know i'm good even though i may be miserable but i'm good but man, it's nothing like, you know, being in solitude, you know, and also the flip side to that, man, is having a partner because this is new for me, too. And it's even after a year later, I'm still getting used to it. having a partner who actually respects your space, who actually respects the fact that, you know, they might need a long time. You might need a long time. And it's like, you know, I read a lot. I read throughout the course of the day. You know what I mean? A lot. 
And, you know, whether I'm at my place reading or I'm at Morgan's place reading, like she has like this chair that's like mad comfortable in our bedroom. And like when I first started, she let me she let me first started coming over there. I never read because I like reading alone. I like reading with the TV off. I like reading when it's absolute silence. But I thought it would have been rude for her to invite me over there. I'm like, I'm gonna go read for a little bit. And one time she like, <laughs> I don't want to say caught because that's a very aggressive word. But one time, like she was asleep and then I was like, all right, bet. So I went in the bedroom, cracked open whatever book I was reading and she walked in and she was like, oh, you're in here. And I slammed the book. Bam. Right. And I said, oh, yeah, my bad. And she was like, why are you acting like that? I said, oh, my bad. You know, I was just trying to get some reading. And she was like, yo, do what you got to do. Closes the door, goes to do her own thing. You know what I'm saying? Because. When you have someone that feels like you should be up under them 24 seven. And if you're not, they start getting suspicious. What you doing with it, man, take it from someone who's lived it. That is a very miserable life to be in, <laughs> like, you know, oh, yeah, man. That, that, yeah, that, that, that someone who doesn't respect your personal space. No, I was going to say, I've, I've, I've been there and there's nothing worse than like, <laughs> when you're legitimately like not doing anything wrong and it's like you're being accused of the opposite oh like, my god bro you know i'll be honest what used to piss me off more than being a like you know you and i both have worked in law enforcement and we both know there's a certain not all of them some good brothers and some good women that that work in law enforcement but that was it that's an industry in a field that attracts a lot of bullshit people and you know that as well as i do and I remember late nights, man, I used to be working with some of these guys who were married, had kids. And, you know, again, it goes back to I'm not about to have no conversations about what someone is doing in their household, immoral or moral. That ain't my business. But, you know, sometimes like I would literally know for a fact they're married, but they're on the f- perfect example. There was a guy I used to work with. You're going to laugh at this. It fits right into the conversation. And there's a reason I'm bringing this up. And I remember he went down to DR with a few of his homies and he met some woman down there. Right. And he's talking to her is the most hilarious, but pathetic thing to witness. He was talking to her in the middle of the night while we were at work. And he's like talking to her while, while like talking into Google translator. Cause she didn't speak any English. And I was like this nigga here. But anyway, I knew for a fact he had a wife and kid at home. Right. Ain't my business whatever you're doing your thing i'm doing whatever i'm over here doing what i gotta do but what pissed me off is i would be around these people and women did it too and they would constantly complain about their spouses being paranoid or being quote unquote insecure because they have given them a reason to be right so for him that guy that was talking to that chick down in dr a couple of nights later, man, my wife be blowing me. My wife be pissing me off, man. She this, she that. She always think I'm this. She always think I'm that. And me being who I always have been, I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. But in my head, I'm like, nigga, like, you know, but for me to go home to someone where I know I ain't doing nothing and I have to deal with the same thing. <laughs> Yo, I used to be so irritated. The fact that like, why is this happening to me? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not even doing it because I would get so irritated about these guys and these women that I work with who are cheating on their spouses or their girlfriends or their boyfriends and complaining about the reaction or the consequences. But I'm not doing nothing, but I'm always getting accused of cheating. Bruh, you know that is the most exhausting shit in the world. Yeah. 
it's 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 draining and it, it it just like for for me there's not a lot of things that like instantly get me angry but that that's definitely one of those things like yeah if i'm if i'm wrong if i'm in the wrong then you know that's totally different but when you're when you're like doing the right thing it, it's just yeah you literally yeah. can't do anything to 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 you know prove otherwise and you and some you know you kind of realize like wow that's just an insecurity with this person the other thing I wanted to talk about that you talked about that I wanted to expand on was the whole happiness thing. I talked about fear and um, I definitely feel what you're saying on that. And like you, um, I, I think it's important that you you focus on your peace. But I think what's more important than happiness is joy. Right. Because being happy, happiness is based on your current circumstances, how much money you make. Uh, 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 what you're able to do in life, what 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 you're not limited by, what you can actually see, feel, hear, whatever. But man, it's something about joy when all hell can be breaking loose and you still, through the frustrations, through the pain, through the tears, you still find a reason to keep going. You still find a reason to be glad that you're still here. It's like what you and I were talking about the other day. Like, you know, we both are happy, we're employed. Uh, we both we're both happy that we have steady money coming in. But, you know, we do want more for ourselves. But we got we get super humbled when we get on LinkedIn or we have conversations with people who have been out of work for ye- a year, if not yeah, more. Yeah. You know, so I don't believe in basking in someone else's joy. I don't believe in going, oh, man, glad I'm not them. You know, sucks to be them. But I do believe when you hear stories like that it should click something into your mind where it's like, you know what? Let me chill out. Uh, Let me thank God for what I do have. (laughs) Let me thank God that I do have not only a job, but a job that I actually enjoy. You know, that's a double blessing right there. Um, No job is perfect. But with you, like you, man, like I'm focusing on that. And it's like, I'm more like I was having this conversation with Morgan just last night, you know, and I was talking about she was talking about happiness and all this other stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's important. But joy is everlasting. You know what I'm saying? No one like me and you graduated right from college. No one can take our degrees from us. No one can take your joy from you. That is something that you and you kind of said it earlier, bro. Like, you you know, it's like the, it's like Invictus, you know, captain of your fate, master of your soul. And like you control how much you give to people. So if someone steals your joy, it's because you let them because it's not something that should be able to be taken. Right. And that goes back to all the stories I was talking about before the Baltimore Aquarium chick, my ex or whatever. Like these are all situations where at that time I allowed something of me to be taken because it didn't go the way that I wanted, but that was years ago. But now I'm focusing on the fact that like, you know, even through the pain and frustration, T.D. Jakes talked about that in an old, old sermon is that he, he was it was at a leadership conference, but he was talking about even through the isolation, even through the frustration that you keep going. As a matter of fact, I'm going to play that right now. So God will put greatness in isolation, which creates frustration because you have to be able to survive frustration in order to be eligible to become a leader. Because if you can't handle internal frustration, you sure can't handle external frustration. 
If frustration on the inside is gonna make you quit, what in the world are you gonna do when you have frustration on the outside? So when God is getting you ready for frustration on the outside, he lets you deal with a lot of frustration on the inside so that you can learn how to be frustrated and still be faithful, frustrated and still be consistent, frustrated and still be diligent. I'm talking to somebody. I don't know who it is, but I'm talking to somebody this morning. That's why I love that excerpt, that 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 bite, man, because like, you know, he's talking about that even through the frustration, even through the pain, all this other stuff you got, you, 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 you still have the will to keep going. Happiness can't do that, because if you happy that you got a fine woman next to you or you happy that you make a lot of money, you know, God forbid something happened to that woman you with or God forbid you get laid off. Then what you got to be happy about, you know what I'm saying? But right. with your with your joy. You know, man, all this shit could be going super wrong and you still have a reason to be here. You still, you know, thank God for another day, man. And it's like last thing I'll say before I before I ask you my other question I want to get your opinion on or answer about um, is like, you know, it's cliche. But, you know, they say thank God for every day waking up. And I know some people, you know, who may not be, you know, into you know, the faith that, you know, I, I live by, you know, I mean, that's cool. Everybody got their own path, but man, for the last, I'd say two years, I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's like, you know, I try to wake up every day with gratitude, you know, that, you know, the sun shining through your window and, you know, uh, you get to talk to you, to your person, you get to see your family, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to go to no funeral. Like, it's just like so many, you know, the old heads, Hey, what's up old head? Hey man, any day above six feet is a good day. Yo, there's some, there's some, there's some truth. There's some truth to that. You know what I'm saying? Because shit could always be worse. But real quick, man, we was talking on the phone the other day, and you had said something, and I want like people to walk away, you know, having a certain opinion about, or or maybe you know, walking away not hearing a man ever talk about this, because I for sure as hell, it's rare. Uh, it's it's one. Of, it was one of those things that you said where like I think it all the time, but I never knew anybody else felt that way. Um, we were talking about things that you know we've learned over the last few years hell even over the last year maybe even the last six months and you talked about things that this whole episode we've been on we've been talking which has been damn near two hours you you know you've been talking about all the work that you have to do and all the 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 things that you know i mean you realize that you need to work on uh but what are and i'm asking a question i already know the answer to but (laughs) Uh, what are some of the things that you've noticed in other people that you wish would change in them as far as the dating thing goes? Well, you know, I, I kind of spoke to it earlier, you know, being being honest with yourself, being, you know, kind of, you know, just really, really wrestling with that ugliness of yourself and confronting that. You know, one of my biggest things, uh, you know, just not treating people like a second option, mm-hmm. you know, that, 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 you know, I know we, we had a conversation about that, but I, you know, I, I find that, and, and it could be, you know, an age thing, you know, I'm 32 and, you know, a lot of folks are, you know, and they, that, that I know that I date, they, you know, they're within that age, age bracket. And so, you know, I have, it seems to ha- be happening like more and more where people are, are making you a second option and they don't even realize it. Like I have this one particular um, person we, you know, dated like so 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 long ago like you know we were really young and you know we've actually like developed a friendship then after and 
you know, she'll have a tendency of, you know, kind of going on dates, really, really bad dates or really, mm-hmm. really rough relationships. And, you know, um, one of the first things that she'll, you know, say is just like, you know what, we should just, we should just get married. Like what's, what's, what's stopping us? Like, let's just, you know, do this family <laughs> thing. And you, you know what I mean? And I think for her, she looks at that as like, Hey, that's, that's a harmless statement to make. I actually take offense to that. And especially when a lot of people do that, because I feel like some people will really like try absolutely every single option and then come back to you and, and mm-hmm. say, well, Hey, look, now, now, yeah, I think we should absolutely be together. And I'm just like, nah, bro, you're not, you can't treat me like the, like the ass end of the bread. Like, I, mm-hmm. like I gotta use this slice of bread because there ain't no more bread in the house. A lot, you know, I've, I've been encountering that a lot, man. And, you know, but I, I used to be really, really, you know, I used to get a little hostile about that. But, not, you know, it's at a point where even with this particular person, I just got to, you know, you got to check them and let them know, like, hey, man, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not a second option. I'm not your I'm not the safety net. I'm not your fallback plan because, you know, you wanted to kind of experiment in the, you know, in the dating pool. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure you're oh, well, you know what I mean, where you say, hey, we date, you know, I've been dating, didn't work out. I thought it would with this person, but, you know, oh, well. It's it's even happened more, you know, more more. Re- and sometimes it can be it can be really really subtle, you know. And I I feel like it can disguise itself as like, hey, like I was the victim of this bad relationship or this bad date. And people try to use your own empathy against you. Naturally, you know, you want to you know, for me naturally, I want to hear them out, and you know, I like to dissect problems, dissect it, and to the best of my ability and, and kind of offer my insight. And then it kind of segues into, so, okay, well, what you doing this weekend? Like, you know, we should, there's this restaurant, we should try this restaurant out. And I'm just like, ah, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not about to allow myself to become that, that secondary option, man. Cause it's just, just call it what it is, man. It's, it's just, it's bullshit. Yeah. Straight up. I definitely feel that. And again, once again, um, I definitely commend you on expressing that. Cause I think, you know, a lot of, you know, halfway decent men. Um, and the reason why I say halfway, because there's no such thing as a whole <laughs> decent, like everybody got their own mm-hmm. shit. Uh, but as a halfway decent man, you know what I'm saying? It's that's, you know, it's probably tough to admit. And I don't, I think it's really offensive to speak for women uh, being as a man. So I'm not going to say, oh, I bet women feel like, that. I don't know, but I can speak for me and I can, you know, go on a limb and speak for you. Um, you know, it's not right. You know what I mean? It's is uh, I, I do understand that mistakes are made and I do understand that sometimes, you know, we sometimes we do get attracted by shiny shit. Uh, sometimes we you know, we can. It's like it's like uh, what's that movie up right where I think it was up. It was one of them Disney movies where, um, you know, the dog is like doing what he has to do, whatever. And then he sees a squirrel and he's like, a squirrel, like, you know, <laughs> we see that. And, you know, we uh, uh, sometimes get distracted and we can miss, you know, something that, you know, a great opportunity that's in front of us or maybe a great person. So I understand that, you know what I mean? And I, I feel like there is some like, damn, you know, but again, it's that boundary thing, you know, we were talking about before and you, you, you couldn't have said it 
any clearer. It's like when someone has exhausted every single option and then, you know, they come back to you. You know what I mean? It, it, there is a little offense to be taken in that. And, you know, it makes you feel like you're the leftovers, you know. Uh, but th- this is the thing. I don't at this age, at this big age that we're at now, there are a lot of things that I feel like some, not all, that are excusable when you're younger, when you're in your early 20s. And I'm not saying we old. I mean, you and I are both old souls, but in all actuality, we're not old. We're only in our early 30s. But there are certain things that I just feel like need to stop after a certain age. And what I mean by that is take this whole concept we're talking about, you know, exhausting every option and then going back to whatever person. Um, There needs to be some common sense that needs to be held and some accountability that needs to be held when you know you're dealing with a great person. Just because you're dealing with a great person does not mean you have to be with them, does not mean you have to. That's not what I'm saying. But it seems as though people have lost touch with the fact with with empathy. And it seems as though, like, take your example, right? This girl you're dating, you know, she drops you. She goes back to whatever she was dealing with. And then she comes back to you. I don't understand how in that person's mind they can't see what was in front of them the first time at the age we are now. Because obviously we all been through some bad dating shit. You know what I'm saying? And I don't I don't understand what it has to take for you to realize whether it be a man, woman, whatever you whatever you got going on. I don't know what it has to take for how how many shitty people you have to go through for you to be able to realize that, damn, this is a good person. I'm either a going to leave them alone. You know what I mean? Because like, I don't want to, you know, hurt them or I don't want to waste their time or whatever, or B, you know, just make, just, 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 just do the mature thing and then continue the, whatever relationship you have. It's like, <laughs> I told Morgan a story. So anytime I told Morgan a story, I could tell on here. Cause I don't want to tell a story that she hasn't heard. And she's like, wait, nigga, when did that happen? <laughs> so I, I got the green light to, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's like similar to you, man. I had something happen a few months ago and, um, somebody who I was getting to know uh, some years back. And uh, the reason why we had fell off is because they had said I was, get this, I was too consistent. Right. Um, I see the eyes rolling. Yeah. Um, Giving people grace where they're at. This person has been, was looking back. They had been through a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? A lot of shit with, you know, men, their father, just all types of stuff. So, you know, and I was in my own time where I shouldn't have been dating nobody. But uh, yeah, this is this this was this was some years back. But they they had stopped dealing with me because they said I was too consistent. But what the kicker was is I remembered I think it was like three months since we had like met or something like that. And I brought that up. I was like, yo, today is three months to the day that, you know what I'm saying? We, you know, we know we, we've been kicking it. Right. And then that's kind of when the whole, Hey, you're a nice person, but you're a little bit too consistent. That statement weirded me out. That was the end of that. Consistent or persistent? Consistent. Cause I'm glad you asked that. Cause there is a difference. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, uh, like I said. yeah. 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 Persistent is hit, keep hitting a job up after you've been rejected to convince them why you're a good candidate. That's, <laughs> you know, uh, but consistent. So, you know, I was in my feelings about it, whatever. All these years later, 
right? Because I know for a fact they went back to some guy they were dealing with. And uh, so a few months ago, I'm at work. You know, I'm on Instagram. You know, I'm on the air chilling. And I remember I get a DM from them. And they say, hey, Spence. I say, hey, such and such. How you doing? How's everything? You know. And, uh, you know, no ill will towards this person. I still think they cool as shit. If I run, run into them on the street, hey, what's up? You know, whatever. Um, I don't hold no malice in my heart towards nobody. You know, they start talking and they say in the third. I'm like, yeah, man, you know, I'm very careful about how this conversation is going because I'm in I'm, I'm, you know, I'm with somebody, you know, so I'm keeping it all surface level. So they said, uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know the mindset of women. I don't know if this was supposed to be shady or not. I don't know if this was supposed to be whatever. But Morgan laughed when I told her this story. But I said uh, she said, oh, um, hey, uh, yeah. So how's your girlfriend doing? She is so beautiful. And I was like, fuck. I was like, yo, she good. We straight. You know what I'm saying? We good. Whatever. And, you know, I said, you know, how's everything on? Yeah, man, how's your man doing? Because up until now, I was under the assumption that she was still with the guy that you stopped fucking with me for. So, like, whatever. Right. I'm like, yeah. So, you know, how's it? she goes, oh, yeah, about that. No, that didn't work. That didn't work out. This, that, and the third. Da, 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 da. And starts going into this whole thing, bro. I bullshit you not about how he ended up. He was an alcoholic and he was abusive. And this, that, and the third. So, you know, I was like, damn, that's fucked up. Because even though, you know, this person and I may have fell off, that doesn't make them not a decent person. So it still sucks to hear that you went through something like that. Because I don't like hearing about stories of abuse no matter what. Um, I'm not the type of person where someone did me wrong and I found out that the same shit happened to them. And I'm like, yes. Now, I will say karma's a bitch. But I'm not yeah. over here. Like, you know, it still sucks, man. You know. Um, Because they may have did what they did to you, but that doesn't make them a terrible person. You do have bad people out here. And just because someone stopped texting you does not make them the second coming of Adolf Hitler. So, like, <laughs> you know. Um, so, like, I said, damn, man, that sucks, you know. And she was so then she sends, uh, goes on to tell me this story about how they were at some wedding and he was he was acting crazy because he was drunk and they ended up damn near getting kicked out. And then it was another story how, like, he forgot her birthday and all this other stuff. So I'm like, like, why is this person telling me all this? Right. And then they were like, yeah, I know this is going to sound crazy. But the whole time this was happening, I was just thinking to myself, damn, Spencer would have never done this. And I didn't mean to be petty with my response, but I was just like, yeah, man, you know, that ain't me. I don't know. Wow. What <laughs> I was like, ah, yeah, I mean, I don't get down. I don't even drink, bro. Like, you know, so like, I was like, yeah, I mean, I didn't say it like that, but I was just like, I wanted to be like, nigga, what you, what, what do you want? That's what I wanted to say. But why is it that we wait for something bad to happen to us, for us to make us do right instead of wanting to do right in the first place, treat people right in the first place. You know what I'm saying? And that's a rhetorical question. None of us have the answer, but God himself. You know, so what happened to you or what, what happened to me is at this age, why are we still treating people horribly, but have to be treated horribly ourselves to make us want to do right instead of going, you know what? Let me not treat this person this way. I'm not really, you know, feeling in the way they feel in me. So let me just go ahead and bad back instead of keeping them on. You know what I'm saying? And going to because my thing is with your situation or my story, I just explained 
both of these people admitted that they knew what was in front of them the first time. You know what I'm saying? But they chose to go a different way, which is their business. But, you know, my dad, you know, when you're little, you you come in in the house and you go outside, you come in, you go outside. My parents, I don't know about yours, but either stay your ass in or stay your ass out. <laughs> Same thing. Hey, man, either you're going to fuck with somebody or you're not. You know what I'm saying? Don't. And my thing is, you shouldn't. This is the last thing I'll say. My thing is this is it's a hell of a lot easier to be nice than it is to not be. You know what I'm saying? Um, you sl- The reason why I sleep so well at night is because I know I ain't out here fucking with people. You know what I'm saying? If I can't sleep, it's because of some internal shit that I'm thinking about. But it's not because of, damn, I shouldn't have did that to nobody. Damn, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. This, that, and the third. Now, have I done things in the past that ain't been right? Of course. But after I met God again, you know, all that changed. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'm a hell of a lot more cognizant of how I treat people now, you know, and I just wish at this age and beyond, you know, we when it comes to romance that we just do people right. And honestly, man, I, I have to be transparent about something. And I and I talked about this in the last episode, but, you know, I believe Everybody should be treating each other right, no matter what. But it really pains me when I see black people treating each other badly over disagreement of opinion or whatever the case may be. And it's like, you know, the Kiki Palmer situation or the girl who said I wouldn't date a bus driver, whatever the case may be. Those those trending topics, if you will, bring out so many horrible opinions of black people between each other on social media. Whenever something like that happens, you know, black people just go with each other. And, you know, I I really do feel like black men and black women are at an all time war with each other. You know, I say the Kiki Palmer situation or whatever. I saw so many women saying, oh, fuck you, nigga, whatever, whatever. And I saw so many men. Oh, fuck you, bitch. This, that and the third. Bah, 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 bah. And it's like, I don't understand, you know, this violence, this verbal violence towards each other because we we may not agree of something that we see on the news or social media, or whatever. You can agree to disagree, whatever. You, there's nothing wrong with a healthy debate. But to sit there and throw names and slander at each other and damn near life uh, uh, threatening each other over social media is crazy. And it always gets me. You know, when a black man or is gunned down by the police or a black woman goes missing, then it's Black Lives Matter. Oh, then our people and this and the third. And you want to protest in the street. But when you say Black Lives Matter, do they, though? I mean, really? I mean, when I say do they, I know they do. You know they do. But to that person who said, fuck you, bitch, suck a dick. Does do their lives really matter to you <laughs> because or are you just out in the streets protesting because you want to you know you because because it looks cool or you want to be fighting social injustice because it looks cool or you want to fight violence between you know our people because it looks cool or do you really mean that you know what i'm saying that's my question when i see these horrible things being said about each other about our own people right but you want to you want to cry tears when something happened to one of us. But you have no problem telling this man to go to hell <laughs> because he has an opinion of something different than you do. That's just something I don't understand, bro. And I, I don't think I'll ever will. 
And, you know, these books that I read about, you know, social injustice, Dr. Martin Luther King, W.E.B. Du Bois, Booker T. Washington, William Trotter, Malcolm X, Frederick Douglass, all these brilliant black minds. They may have had different opinions on something, you know, W.E.B. Du Bois, you know, he talked about the way black people progress progress is through education that conflicted with Booker T. Washington's debate about, oh, well, black people need to you know, we just need to work hard. You know, all right, cool. Difference of opinion. But at the end of the day, they cared about their people. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, they had difference of opinions on how to reach their progressive and social injustice goals. But at the end of the day, they cared about their people. So when I see black men and women in 2023 want to always shout out the ancestors and the ancestors would never. But <laughs> you just called this woman a black bitch on Facebook and you just told this black man to go suck a dick and go to hell. But you want to bring up that that's the thing that bothers me man and at the end of the day i just wish people would just treat each other better that's all because like you said at the very beginning if everybody's saying the, the dating pool sucks but everybody is still single something's not adding up so that whole like you say is treating you like a what i call a second class citizen <laughs> or treating you like leftovers that's not right man because you know this person's a good person you know what I'm saying? And like I said, just because you know they're a good person does not mean you have to be with them. That's not what I'm saying. Sometimes everybody ain't for everybody. There's like a job wasn't for you or, you know, whatever. But because, you know, they have a good heart, just do the right thing and leave them alone. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather hear somebody ghosting somebody because that sucks. I'm not saying it's fun. But I'd rather hear that than me intention than me hearing about somebody intentionally doing somebody doing something wrong that they know they ain't got no business doing to nobody. Because it's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm glad that just like what T D Jake said, is that with your situation and mine and you know, your and our stories, is that we have overcome the pain, we've overcome the frustration, we've overcome the tears. And even though, you know, life may be life and we still you know, have the more we still hold on to the moral obligation to treat people right. Yeah, no, nah, man, that was that, that was well said, man. That was, uh, you know, provides mm. a bit more perspective, you know, from, from my way of thinking about my last, you know, most recent situation. You know, if you're not on the same same page as that person, not on the same wavelength as that person, just man, leave them the hell alone. Don't, you know, it, it, even it, just be upfront, be honest, even like I'm I'm just not a fan of like you know, ghosting, like say something, let them, let them know something, uh, you know, you, you need your time or whatever, whatever. Um, and if at that time you decide like, yo, I just need to leave this person alone, just do that. Cause the um, fact of the matter is you are a good dude, bro. You really are. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't be on here if you weren't. Um, I got a lot of brothers <sighs> that have, uh, <laughs> reached out to me to, uh, you know, be on here and, Nah, <laughs> I'm gonna just I'm gonna just leave it at that. No, nah. oh, I got you. Yeah, I'm gonna just leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? You cool? If I see you in the street, yo, what's up? But nah, like you know, I nah. So with that being said, you a good dude, bro. You know, and I just tell you, um, like a person told me, don't be cocky, but be convinced that you are enough. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, yeah. Cocky has never worked in my favor, man. I know we we yeah. uh. <laughs> we talked about like you know stories and, and you know I know we've been on a serious note man but 
Um, oh yeah, we have been. Ain't been no ratchet shit. If you if you want to end it off with that, please be my guest. Yeah, no, nah, man. That's that's why I actually have a couple of a couple of instances. I don't I don't know what I you know what I might have mentioned last you know during, during the last one, but um, you know the, the, this is just a clear like example like the fact that I have zero fucking game, bro. Like I <laughs> like I have none. I am terrible. I'm just like. I just present my personality and just and just hope that people don't find me strange. But uh, now I can remember like one of my first dates after COVID. Um, man, I was, my people skills, everything was rusty as hell. Like, you know, getting back out there. Um, I met somebody. It was probably some some app. Um, and I was like, all right, man, she seems she seems cool. Uh, just about any and everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. I was late, man. It was like, it was kind of like a really light rain. It was cold outside. Um, so, of course, I come stumbling in there late, um, you know, and I'm just like, oh, you look, you know, you, you look so nice. She kind of like rolls her eyes. She's visibly irritated, right? You know, everything that I'm just saying, she's just like, yo, what the fuck is this dude talking about? Like, I'm like, oh, man, it's so nice out. She's like, yo, we're, we're outdoor seating right now. We're seated outside because you're late and they gave our table away. I'm like, I'm cold and it's raining outside. What are you talking about? And I'm just like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> cool. So, you know, the conversation is like, so just not, I'm trying, but it's just not going well. Um, so then on like, on one, on one instance, I, I try to get up. And on some like some real live like Urkel shit because I'm like a, like these these the tables outside were kind of small and I'm like like slightly taller. I was right. trying to like push my seat back to use the restroom and get up, and my knee hits like the underneath of the table. The fucking water, like everything tips over, spills on her. <laughs> so you didn't tell this story last. <laughs> so yeah, so now I'm late. We lost our table. It's cold outside. It's raining. She, I just put you know a bunch of water on her, and I'm just like, for whatever reason, my and I know I know I told uh, a, a couple other friends this. For whatever reason, my only response was like, "Oh man, Mondays, am I right?" And she was just like, "It's Thursday." <laughs> no <way> Monday. <laughs> Okay, so of course we walk out, and I'm just like, this is terrible. I was like, maybe, maybe it's salvageable. I don't know. So I'm just like, so I had a good time. Um, maybe we should uh, do this again. And I like Lena for a hug. Yeah, when I tell you she she dapped me up so fast, I <laughs> intercepted my hug with like a no no no. We 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 cool. We good on that. I was like, all right, you know. Uh. Uh, I'm, I would just hold my L, but on the more um, on the on the more ratchet side, uh, this this person comes to mind because they reached they recently reached back out. I don't think they follow me. It doesn't matter. Fuck it. They reached back out to me because <laughs> um, they they moved to Florida and then they came back and they actually lived like fairly close to me. So anyway, uh, I met this person when I like kind of first moved out here. And this was, I, when I tell you this is like legit, it was like I went from relationship to like a couple of people. And then I think you intro, you introduced me to that, to somebody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, this all involved her, but this this person, you know, she had a dog. I had, you know, I, it, it, everything. It, it just seemed like, 
you know, was lining up. Cause at the time I'm like, I'm thinking about getting a dog. Let me, you know, so I'm kind of hanging out with this dog and, you know, we, we do walks in the parks and all that. And I was like, okay, she, you know, she seemed cool. Right. Comes through, we're hanging out and we're watching a movie. And I can remember, um, I was like, I just got, I just got really comfortable. Like I had like some, like some house shoes on and I didn't have like any socks on cause it had like a little fur thing in it. <laughs> and like, when the, I, yo, when you, I, when the I, fact that you felt like you needed to mention that. <laughs> yeah, the, he had the Uggs on. Yo, I mentioned it because believe it or not, it has to do with the story, right? Oh, oh okay, okay, all right. So, so I have no socks on. Her eyes kind of get like big, like, and I was like, oh, you're not a fan of feet? And she's like, no, nah, it ain't that. It ain't that. She's like, you good, you good. I'm just like, okay, whatever. And this is at your house? Yeah, this is at my house. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so we go back to my room, whatever. Nothing, you know, happened. We just kind of fell asleep. Um, she assures me, like, don't got to worry about my dog. Like, she's she's housebroken. She's, you know, she just kind of roams around. She's good. Similar to how Scott is now. I'm like, all right, cool. My feet, like, I don't have no socks on. I don't sleep with socks on. So my feet are kind of like hanging out of the out of the um, bottom of the comforter. I feel like I'm kind of halfway out of it. I feel her like getting up to use the bathroom. And what I thought was like she came back and she just laid down, right? And I'm just like, whatever. I'm just so tired. I'm just like out of it. I could like feel some light brushing on the bottom of my feet, bro. And I'm like... <laughs> So you know, you know what I'm thinking? Like I'm, my foot kind of like switches, and I'm thinking, this fucking dog out of here, man. Like what? She told me this dog wouldn't mess with me, and now it's like you know messing with my feet. Right. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I wake back up again, like halfway, because she gets up again. And then she uses the bathroom, comes back again, and I feel that same like that same thing. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And I look up and Spence, yo, she's like, her face is like six inches from my fucking feet. <laughs> and I jump. I jump. I ain't gonna lie, I turn into like, I turn into a cold bitch for a second because my voice was so high. And I was just like, I was like, yo, I said, what are you doing? She was just like, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. And I was like, yo, what, what is that? What are you, like, are you, you got like a foot fetish or something? She was just like, Kinda. And I was just like, <laughs> what the fuck? All right. So I'm like, all right. So she's there for like another hour, right? Silence. Awkward as shit. She leaves. And then I, I like, I text her the following day. I was just like, yo, that was kind of weird. Not really my thing. Not kind I'm really not into that. That like, you didn't really broach that topic, at, you know, very well. And She's like, yo, can I just come over to talk to you about it? And the whole time I'm thinking like, yo, nah, she might be like trying to see my feet again. I was just like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. So I want to say like a week later and she was just like, hey, I said, I said, what's up, man? And she was just like, yo, can you just, can you just do me a favor, yo? Just send me a picture. Oh, God. <laughs> she said, what? I was like, she said, can you send me a picture of them, like, 
while you're like sitting on the couch. I said, yo, nah, I'm good. I'm good. She, she tried to use this whole like, you know, it's like, come on, like, I know we may not link up again. And I'm about, you know, I'm thinking about moving, like just, just a quick picture. And I'm just like, this is, this is the strangest form of harassment that I've ever <laughs> experienced in my life. So of course that was like a delete blocking situation. Like then I like unblock like years ago. And then this person like recently hit me back up, but I didn't respond. Cause I'm just like, I don't want to, I'm not blocking anybody anymore at this point in my life at this age. So yeah. So dealing with a person with a foot fetish and on top of me having zero game. All right, y'all. Well, uh, thank y'all for tuning in on another. <laughs> let, let me let me let me just say, um, that is the weirdest shit I've probably ever heard. Uh, let me let me rephrase that. That's the weirdest shit from a woman I've probably heard because I've heard some stories of guys doing some crazy shit, but I did not know women. Uh, there are those that are out there. Um. I try to keep it PG, but like it, there's worse stories, but that, oh, was, you know, I'm, I'm sure. And I'm sure, I'm sure, but there will be a part three. Hey bro, just to let you know that you're not alone with the not having game, right? Um, this is the downside of being your authentic self. I'm right there with you. Even though I'm out the game, I do have like certain situations that happen where I'm like, bro. Right. And again, Morgan already knows about this. Uh, I got a shirt. One of my favorite shirts, uh, it says drink water, love hard, fight racism. Right. And uh, I got it from a website called Mahogany Mommies. And, you know, they sell like a lot of like dope shit. Like it's another shirt that I want to get protect black women. Another shirt uh, that I want to get that says uh, death to gender roles or whatever. So you get, it's a very progressive liberal type, you know. Um, I wouldn't say it's no woke shit. And ain't no black Hebrew Israelite like Grand Rising Queen, no bullshit like that. But uh, it is a site that sells pretty dope shit. So the other day, Morgan lives in a very, 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 very nice neighborhood. Uh, so in 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 Maryland, um, I'm just gonna say in Montgomery County. So um, I'm walking Harlem the other day, and I'm wearing the shirt, right. Uh, that says drink water, love hard, fight racism. And this white girl is walking towards me. So I'm walking and I look up, I got my sunglasses on and I look up, I said, damn, all right, you know, whatever. You know, so I, I'm doing my business. White girl stops me. She goes, hey. I said, hello. She goes, oh my God, your dog is so cute. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she goes, oh, what's his name? I said, oh, it's Harlem. She goes, oh, my gosh, he's so handsome. And she goes, hey, did you get that shirt from Mahogany Mommies? I said, uh, yeah, I did, actually. You know, up until this point, I've never seen anybody else with this shirt, right? I get a lot of compliments on it, but I also get a lot of ugly stares on it, depending on where I'm at. And so she goes, oh, my God, I have the same shirt. Um it says drink coffee, love hard, fight racism. Right now, I ain't really. This is why I'll say this. I ain't really down with the snow bunnies, but what with white people and white women that kind of know what's up out here, you know what I'm saying? I can have a conversation with or two with them, you know. So I said, Oh, okay, all right, that's what's up, man. You know, I never risk. So we're having a conversation, right? I said, now, as all the days I've been single, I ain't never had no shit happen like this, but since I've been in romance. <laughs> 
since I've been in romance, like there's been so many encounters like that are similar to this one in the gym or, you know, in Morgan's building. There's a there's a girl that lives on Morgan's floor. Another black girl, probably the one only black other black women that live there. Attractive woman. Don't say shit to Morgan. She rude as hell to Morgan. Morgan, I've been walk. I've walked past her. I mean, Morgan and walk. You were walking together and this woman, this girl walked past. Morgan goes, hello, girl, don't say a damn thing. But the, it'd be times where I'd be by myself walking through Morgan's building. I see she goes, hey, I'm like, girl, you know, good and damn well, you know. So the white girl, she's, you know, we're talking and, uh, you know, I say, yeah, I'm not married, but like, you know, I do, you know, have a, I am in a relationship. She actually lives in this building and she goes, oh, poo, you know, white people, you know. And so she, <laughs> she goes, oh, she goes, oh, poo, you know, she goes, oh, well, that must be a really lucky girl. Right now I'm getting nervous because I already know what this is right now. Right. So this is me. This is unadulterated. Only Spence would say this because I'm nervous as hell right now for a bunch of reasons. One, you know, I'm in a relationship. Morgan will walk out here anytime. I'm talking to this white woman, you know, and then this girl flirting with me. So she goes, oh, poo. Well, I'm sure she's a happy girl. Right. And I said, uh, yes, ma'am. I would hope so. She goes, well, you have a good day. I said, me as well. And walked off. <laughs> oh, man. All brain function goes out the door, goes out the door. Right. And I was like, did I just say me as well? When she said you have a good day, she kind of <laughs> looked at you know, man, so I think we just two men that just, you know, we're good dudes, but we just ain't got, we ain't the type of dudes that be all up in like every woman's face and can just go to the club. And I ain't never been like that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, ain't got, I ain't got the line. That's, that's basically, you basically hit her with the, when the waiter says, oh yeah, enjoy your meal. Oh, you too. You'd be like, I wish I could have that moment. <laughs> or when you scan into the gym, they'd be like, have a good workout. You too. You know, but anyway, man, uh, we have been on this call for a minute. As long as hell, I knew it was going to be around this time because it's you. Uh, that I, I honestly wanted to end it after that last story you told because I just got super uncomfortable. Uh, you know, the woman with the phalange uh, fetish, but whatever. <laughs> uh, but on that note, man, I, <laughs> I read some weird shit. I appreciate it. Uh, oh, oh, uh, last thing I'll say when it comes to being awkward, that's including with Morgan. The first time I met her mom, right, Morgan had just been showing me uh, a lot of pictures on her phone, you know, of selfies and stuff like that or whatever. And this is before we were even like a thing. I think we were still kind of just like going out dating at this time. We weren't like really locked in like we are now. And so I drop her off in front of her building. But coincidentally, uh, her mom pulls up at the same time. And I had never met her mom before this time. So her mom, who's a sweetheart, uh, she goes, <laughs> I see she goes, oh, uh, Morgan goes, oh, Spencer. I mean, oh, mom, this is Spencer. Spencer, this is Morgan. I mean, Morgan goes, oh, mom, this is Spencer. Spencer, this is my mom. And so my mom goes, hello, how are you? I said, yeah, your daughter got a lot of pictures in her phone. And her mom just made this face like, nigga, what? Like, <laughs> like what are you talking Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, like, nigga, I just, and I just walk, I just got in my car going, stupid, stupid, stupid. Like, I was just, <laughs> just being stupid, dog. But, Why would you uh, say, look at yourself in the mirror? Why would you say that? Because <laughs> it's me. You know, it's me. Yeah, man, let me get up out of here, though. I'm glad we did this early, man. You know, I definitely appreciate you uh, coming on here and you rapping with me for the whole two hours and some change. Hopefully, people get to go through this whole episode. I feel like it was... Uh, this was definitely probably the one of the most um, transparent episodes I've had. 
you know what I'm saying, as far as a conversation with another dude. So, man, I definitely appreciate you coming through. Uh, there sure. will be a part three, I'm sure, uh, that might be all the way. Because the first one was a little ratchet and a little, you know, little uh, 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 heartfelt. This one was a whole lot of heartfelt, but a little ratchet. But uh, the next one got to be pure ratchet, and that's going to be called The Avery Show. <laughs> So, uh, but now, nah, y'all, thank y'all for tuning in on another episode of the Morally and Intellectually Ingenuous, sometimes disingenuous podcast. We talk about morally and intellectually ingenuous, sometimes disingenuous things. I hope y'all listen to this whole damn episode because it's going to take me a week to edit this shit. And I may or may not keep Avery's story about the woman having a foot fetish in here. That's very uncomfortable. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. 